Now that we're all Hulkamaniacs, we'll be fighting together, back against back, toe against toe. I got my sights set on the big boss man. The Macho Man knows exactly what he's gonna do. Hercules, reach to the heavens, united us all as Hulkamaniacs. But Coco Beware is adding a new dimension. He showed us what it's all about to have an aerial assault. From Television City in Hollywood. The following rustic exhibition requires discretionary viewer participation. everyone, welcome to another exciting edition of GFA Live. I am your host, Peter Winston, and today for GFA Live 131, we're going to jump back to the World Wrestling Federation. Uh, the, the boxing may, may take place at a later time with Leonard Luan, but we have to go back to WWF superstars from November the 5th of 1988. This is a show where... They unveiled the Survivor Series lineups. And as we go through the show, you're going to see that there's going to be some confusion about who is actually in the lineup for these shows because, well, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. But Mean Gene will outline who is on each team. We, we know who the captains are, but they will outline who their supporting cast will be. And there's nobody that I would rather have in my own supporting cast or even as a co-captain than my amigo, my compadre, my best friend in the whole world. I did a companion last night, a man who, much like Apu Nahasa Pima Petalon, would like you to ask about his fried pickles, Mr. Keithy Langston. How are you? Oh, hello, hello. Ask us about our fried pickles. No, um, you can't. You can't do that voice anymore. That's Hank true. Azaria says that's no. That's right. Hank Azaria is gone. <clears throat> hello, Pete. How are you today? Hank Azaria. <laughs> you, just, you just casually like, yeah, Hank. Hank Azaria is gone. He's not fucking dead. Well, he's not dead, but no. I mean, actually, it's interesting because I don't know if the Apu voice was really all that. Um, offensive to people of Indian descent um, in that area of the world of India where uh, I don't know where Apu was not necessarily from. Um, I only knew he was from Springfield, but uh, yeah, no, um, I'm doing great. We had a good time last night at the, uh, at the, at the place we went, what was it called? The double bowl, the the double bowl. But, yeah. but before we get into that, we know Apu is from Calcutta because he went to Calcutta Institute of Technology where he graduated first in his class of 7 million. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we, we went to a place called the, the Double Bowl yesterday, yes. and uh, you did indeed get fried pickles. I did. It, well, what's wrong with fried pickles? They're delicious. No, all I can ever th- – first of all, I don't like fried pickles. So when you offered me some, I was starting to question our best friend. I'm wondering, shouldn't this guy know I don't like fried pickles? Look, I always offer anything to anybody. I mean, you know, I know my mother doesn't like Brussels sprouts, and I made them for friggin' Thanksgiving dinner. So, you know, you didn't you didn't offer me one morsel of that pretzel you had. So I'm a breadstick. Yeah, I was hungry. I was um, I I was very emotional. Have a fucking tray in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got you got the bolognese, which um, mm. oh, look good. Did you actually finish it? I I couldn't uh, tell. 
Well, I finished all the pasta and then it was just like a heaping pile left of the sauce. And I was like, I was eating it and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of getting real stuffed and I didn't want to like make myself sick because it was delicious. But I certainly wasn't bringing home like which would have amounted to probably like a cup's worth of bolognese sauce. <laughs> Shotgun no, it. No pasta. No, it was just the it was just basically the veggies and the meat. And I was like, I think I'm good. <laughs> you, you you took a look at that mess and you channeled your inner Ed McMahon to Johnny Carson when they would go out and <laughs> and it, well Johnny would say to Ed when he would have his woman that he would be having for the evening. We all set here, Ed? That would be his code for, like, take it away. <laughs> we all sit here, Ed. <laughs> I, I, I should just give you that book, the Johnny Carson one. I, I read it, like, when it came out, like, eight or nine years ago. It, it was yeah. written It was written by one of Johnny's former sycophants. Oh, really? Who, who later got fired by Johnny, but he doesn't, like, hold it against him. And mm. there, there's some funny stories in there, especially, like, how Ed McMahon would get sloshed. Now, now you showed up like an hour early at the place last night because you had to return a shirt. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're making fun of me about this now because I'm surprised no one said anything to me last night because uh, it was very on brand of old man Keith <laughs> to do. I had it. So my mother had bought me a shirt uh, for Christmas and uh, it was a uh, <clears throat> it was a Marvel Avengers shirt and it didn't. It didn't fit quite right. So I said, all right, well, let me return this. And then I brought it to one of the stores that there's only like two stores in the area for this brand. And it's DXL because I'm a big guy. So I got to go with the big guy store. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, oh, there's a DXL in Peabody. Hmm. We're going to dinner in Peabody. Hmm. I'll just bring my friggin' shirt and return it. So never realizing never remembering really how long traffic's gonna take to get from where i live in watertown to Peabody. i said all right i'll leave at five o'clock for a dinner appointment at seven <laughs> yeah what did you I, think you were going to the patriots or something there was no, gonna be like a line no, getting think, into the you know, parking lot no because no, what i figured is if i got to the dxl and had every i figured by the time it took me to go from my house to the dxl do the look around there pick a new shirt and then go to um the restaurant, I would have been able to, it would have been like 6.30-ish is what mm. I was expecting. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I pulled up in front of DXL at like 5.35. So I was like, ah, shit. So, uh, <laughs> but I ended yeah. up, I, ah, shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up, I ended up going in, getting a new shirt. And then, um, you know, I, I made my way over to the, over to the restaurant. And thankfully, uh, it was good because I went and I put our name in. Um, I sat at the bar, I had a beer <laughs> and you're like, we're being seated and I'm still 20 minutes away. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> I don't know if that was you or the recording. Well, originally I was going to ignore the text when they said like your table is ready. Cause I was like, well, they'll just skip us in line. And then I got like three more texts from like the restaurant. Your table's ready. And I was like, oh shit. So we, I went up and I said, oh, my friends are parking. And they went, oh. Oh, that's fine. And then they sat us. So I sat at a at a big table by myself. I looked like I was waiting for people to come over and ask me for favors. Um, and you needed was... a lone lone rose and a candle that like is burning down slowly, <laughs> like Mrs. Krabappel yeah. waiting for uh waiting for Gordy Howe. Yes. Z Z Z Z Diesel one. So uh, yeah, we had a good time though. Yeah. 
and and you made you made me get in the phone booth there and reenact uh, De Niro when Goodfellas. Yes, and I will learned. be posting those later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the Twitter. Yes. So as we record this, it's it's ten o'clock in the morning. So this is like old school. This this is the way we used to do things. Sure. Like bright. Of course, we used to do it on Saturday more often, but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that just doesn't happen anymore. Things, things, things sometimes happen in the heat of the battle on on Saturdays, and we wake up with, we wake up with a headache or uh, nausea. Come on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Get some electrolytes in them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we will be watching. There were four different versions of the November fifth superstars, and I sent them to you, and it was the most pointless text ever because I was like, yeah, these are all pretty much the same. <laughs> We're gonna do number. We're gonna do version three. Yeah, we're we're gonna do the third version here because it has full commercials, and I want to make sure that nothing gets cut out because one of the videos was only like thirty-two minutes long, mm. which tells me that person cut out everything but the matches. And frankly, this show is is about everything but the matches. I, I always find it humorous when somebody cuts out everything else except the jobber matches. Like, really? Do we? You want us to watch a show from 1988 and just enjoy the jobber matches? That's true. And I always, I have talked about how when I started doing Greetings from Allentown, I wondered, should I even bother doing the event centers? And like, come on, that's like the whole point of this thing. Oh, yeah. It's like pe- people, you know, remember dudes wrestling. They don't remember some fucking house show promo that Beefcake did for the Cow Palace where he actually mentioned sucking off Hogan. <laughs> These are the things that we actually are doing this, this is podcast on Earth. <laughs> well, I mean, let's put it this way. How long did you search for the Mama Said Knock You Out promo? And then when we finally got to it, you were so giddy. It was like it was like it was like your wedding night all over again. Oh, I passed out at, at eight o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> you were so excited. Yeah, yeah. Lesson, of course, once again, is if you're having a big wedding with lots of alcohol, do not get married in the morning. <laughs> Either that, or you you've really got to run like a slow down offense there, mm-hmm. so you can pace yourself. Yes. All right. So we're gonna hit play here, and here we are back at the Grand Canyon, kids. Mm. Although I'm pretty sure the Grand Canyon has never had that much water. I did see a news article this morning about the uh, about the Deadpool effect coming to Lake Mead and oh, behind yes. uh, the Hoover Dam. So let's hope we don't get there. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of dudes who died in 1938 who are about to be unearthed. Yes. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, I know that there has been some, but... Yeah. When I when I go to Vegas eventually, I want I want to go to Lake. I, first of all, I've never been to Lake Mead, but secondly, uh, they have these markers that said this is what the water level was in 2002. I think I may have mentioned that before. Yeah. So this week we are sadly going to say farewell to Fort Wayne, Indiana. No. Oh. But lucky for us, we got FBCFCV which stands for full-blown chamber of commerce vince. <laughs> yeah, I took I took a peek ahead just for that. But I I did send you a text storm the other night when I was screening the versions of this so that I could send you that pointless text message. Yes. And that I that I graciously ignored. 
834. I'll present a report of event centers to you for November 5th superstars. Okay. 846 p.m. By the way, you're not you're not responding to any of this because you're living your life. Uh, 846 p.m. I have them on mute, so I don't know what they say, but fuck these promos are long. <laughs> like, seriously, they're longer than the fucking Gettysburg address. 8.50 p.m. I swear to a good and honest Jesus Christ that this mega powers mm. promo, team promo, is at least 34 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And then I sent you a picture of the middle of that promo and said, oh, my fuck, look what they're doing. Mm. <laughs> and then, then I then I sent you the list. There. The only pic, the only thing I can resemble of this picture is it looks like that picture of Trump from, like, the first month of his presidency when he went to Saudi Arabia and they were holding the orb. Oh, that, <laughs> They all that. look like they're holding up an orb. <laughs> yeah. Um, just for the record, I want to let you know, I was, I was at the movies while you were texting me this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was watching Avatar 2, so as humorous as it is... Um, I'm sitting there and I just keep my, I keep seeing my phone blow up. Like it just, I'm watching the movie bright light. I'm watching the movie bright light, watching the movie bright light. Cause my phone just keeps getting brighter as the friggin' text messages come through. I'm mm. like, what the, what the hell's going on up there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pete's Pete's watching 88 WWE. If you're trying to watch a movie and you're like, fuck? yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so, let's see if let's see if what did you oh, say it was F F B C O C V F B C O C V. Yeah. All right, let's see F B C O C V. This week from the Allen County World Memorial Coliseum, it's the Superstars of Wrestling. Located here is historic Fort Wayne, a reconstruction of an early 1800 frontier military post. It was named for General Mad Anthony Wayne, who, under the direction of George Washington, defeated the troops of Indian Chief Little Turtle in the late 1790s. Little Turtle sounds like a, a, one of the midget wrestlers of the 1950s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, Vince. So, okay. So, Mad Anthony Wayne. I, I like the fact that this general has a, had a gimmick name. <laughs> hey, I wonder if he's related to Mad Dog with y'all. When did we stop having gimmick names for our politicians? Like, Andrew Jackson became president because of his old hickory gimmick. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to bring maybe that's why nobody wants to run for president is they don't have good gimmicks anymore. I mean, I think we hit our peak when we had Tippecanoe and Tyler, too. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and need, need a nice, nice little slogan there. Uh, JFK would start all of his promos. Cut the music. What I'd like to have right now. <laughs> uh, uh, cut the music. What I'd like to have right now. Is for all of you attractive, blonde, big-bosomed girls. Come to the back of the room, and I will show you what a real politician looks like. Hit my music. <laughs> oh, God. But as if this isn't enough, <laughs> we get Pete's all-time favorite thing of 1988, mm -hmm. which is Jesse Ventura doing the, the where they, they, they go to Vince and Jesse standing in front of a green screen. And the mm -hmm. crowd is chanting Jesse, and Jesse is doing the fist pump thing towards yeah. the green screen. Chanting Jesse, which never happened in real life. <laughs> Everyone to the superstars of wrestling, and speaking of reptiles, here with me is Jesse the Body Ventura. You know, McMahon, we're just moments away from some of the biggest fights in history, and maybe I'll start with you. 
That's a pretty good-sized glove, isn't it? Indeed it is. We're set for World Wrestling Federation action. Well, that does look like as as big of a boxing glove as what they would use on Grudge Match, which Jesse would be an announcer on a couple of years after this. I just want to make the point again that the more we go through this journey of past wrestling, the less and less I like Jesse Ventura as an announcer. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Yeah, I just shots, don't. Shots fired. Oh, shots fired. And if Jesse wants to come at me, I'm sorry, Jess. I have no proof other than in my own humble opinion i just don't think you're that good yeah just uh, just don't get just don't get sued so just running down what we're gonna see on this look at this fucking lineup and mm-hmm. part of, we are i know we skipped the saturday night's main event but we're gonna be seeing the jake rude match on here which is probably the reason why we did it is because i knew we were gonna see that here in its entirety Jesse, get ready here. Fasten your seatbelt. My seatbelt. Yeah, this place is going to go more secure in just a few minutes. George. And there he is, George there South. Is. Golden era. Andy no, seems to have grown some of his hair back. George South drawing the short straw this week. <laughs> yes, Warrior. The man who makes caffeine nervous. Or coffee <laughs> nervous. Whatever the Bobby Heenan line was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This dickhead. <laughs> let me let me ask you. I mean, we've we've had to speak on this guy quite a bit because he was there for much of our '92 journey. Yep. And now he's the IC champion. Yep. In 2005, when the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD came out, did you did you buy that? Absolutely. Like oh. probably was like first in line. It's got to be something I, of a collector's item, right? And I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. I was like, yes, this is that's probably the most honest video the WWF has ever put out. <laughs> and one in which they are basically disavowing all of it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's we're not wrong on any they're not wrong on anything that they've said. I mean, forget what they've decided to forget what forget Fat Dom. No, forget what they've decided to forget and 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 celebrate this piece of shit. The guy's a piece of shit. I mean, completely. Yeah. And that piece of shit. Yeah, and he should be regarded as one. However, it, the Bible also says, well, actually, I don't know if the Bible says this, but maybe leave a little bit, maybe leave a little bit of room for the rehabilitation of a guy. Okay. Now I know. Now I know your response to that might be rehabilitated. <laughs> I don't even know what that word means. Just a made-up bullshit uh, word. No, look, I'm going to tell you this right now. Mm-hmm. The guy had one, two, three, maybe five matches of any note in his entire run with the company that are worth talking about. And if you really, and that's and that's taking with, you know, a grain of salt that two of them were against Rude, two of them were against Savage, and one of them was against Hogan. Now, Rude and Savage, I would agree, probably could carry a broomstick for a match and, and have it look very well. Hogan, Hogan, actually, this is the biggest controversial statement I've ever made. Hogan's, like, uh, whatever, respect goes up for me for that match at six because... It really shows that Hogan knew how to work a crowd and and was willing to do the job to a guy for no reason. I mean, 
I wouldn't have been, I mean, I wouldn't have been happy if Hogan had beaten the Warrior, but I wouldn't have been as just meh if Hogan had beaten the Warrior. Because honestly, I just, I don't find anything special about this guy. He's just, he's just a friggin', he's, he's the guy that puts a bad spin on professional wrestling. Wow. I, I, I hear, I hear all your points. I mean, this is my opinion. It's my opinion. I'm allowed, you're allowed to disagree with me. You, you mentioned rude and savage together as being the guys who worked best with warrior. And when you mention those two names together, I always think about how, uh, they, they never actually had a match with each other. In the, Rude in the and Savage? Well, for, uh, for obvious reasons. I mean, you think Randy Savage was going to do a fucking angle with Rick Rude lusting no. after his wife? No. And Speaking even of Rude, probably had enough respect for him to not to not want to do that either. Even though even though a feud like that would have been money. Speaking of uh, <clears throat> Rude, Rude lusting after wives, mm-hmm. I saw a picture that Jake Roberts tweeted out today of him at the movies with Cheryl. And I was like, it's so nice that Jake Roberts is back with Cheryl. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it just makes me feel good. It, he, it, it, it was a very emotional reconciliation for him. He hasn't been that emotional since he reconciled with his first crack dealer. <laughs> anyway. who, was this, who I believe was the same guy that sold crack to Keith Richards, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So Moving many on. So many stories in those DVDs, such as the Ultimate Warrior one. But we do move on. Yes. Because Honky, Honky has a uh, <laughs> events, not an events, a, a inset promo. He has an ISP inset promo. The, not an ECP, an I, ISP. <laughs> that would be a good thing to compile is best inset promos of all time. <laughs> but I could just watch three hours of these 15 second inset promos mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll just rank the top 10 sure <laughs> will this one rank probably not <laughs> some warrior <laughs> they're all talking in the wwf they're talking about the survivor series but the honky tonk man has got one thing on his mind ultimate warrior before the survivor series ever happened i promise you this i'm taking yeah taking my belt back Ooh, what the what are you as Honky was talking, Warrior did the DiBiase Sawyer power slam, and I'm going to give him a seven and a half. It didn't look bad, although much of that is probably on George South for well, and uh, then, making it look good. And then right after the ISP, Warrior just friggin' just shoves George South's head into the mat while standing, like he did like a uh, uh, what was the Beverly Brothers thing, the Blake the Blake Street bomb or something, or the oh yeah the Shaker Heights spike, yeah. He yeah. just did a shaker height spike on a guy, because that's just how much he doesn't give a shit about George South. Piece of shit. I fucking hate this guy. Why do, why do you hate George South? No, I don't hate George South. I love George South. Oh, okay. Because this, this is this is around the same period of time as when George South famously went 16 minutes with Flair on TV, yep. to which I would say, that's the fucking problem. If Ric Flair takes 16 minutes to beat George South, that doesn't do anything for George South. But it certainly doesn't make Ric Flair look good. No. And I know that that's a controversial take because it was probably something that was done out of respect to like, uh, put, let him have, you know, a certain amount of time with Flair. No, that's not how this business works. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> He's a businessman. <laughs> In fact, that Ric Flair George South match aired November 12th, 88 on the on the TBS show. Ding. So, so oh, no. if we if we did that next week instead of me making you watch boxing, 
<laughs> Which are, now I'm just delighting. I, I put it out to a poll. There was only 18 votes because, you know, Twitter polls. and Not everybody, you know, reads Twitter. God bless you. But, uh, yeah, now I only want to make you watch boxing because you don't want to. <laughs> Like if you had been to. if you had been super gung ho and did a bunch of research into Donnie Ladon, who was double tough as um, Sugar Sugar Ray, superstar Billy Graham said, I, I'd be like, you know what, we could just skip this. <laughs> so uh, we we now have a man on the street with Mean Gene again. I know you like this one. Well, the last time it was because Mean Gene had the concessions contract. At the arena, and he wanted to check out the popcorn. Oh, want, didn't want to go. <laughs> go I want to try some of this delicious buttered popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to be back in the stands or in the concourse or whatever. Hello, everybody. This is me, Gene Oakland. Here I am with little Tommy and his mother, this hot piece of ass, Susan. <laughs> she doesn't look like a Susan. She looks more like a Linda. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean McMahon either. <laughs> That's for sure. That? that that woman is like, oh God, my my fucking deadbeat husband wouldn't take him to this, and now I'm stuck standing next to this bald oaf on TV. <sighs> well, you don't know. Maybe maybe that's Mrs. Okerland. Do you ever think mm. that? Highly unlikely, Jess, considering that <laughs> Mean Gene's kid was l- literally uh, playing in the New York Islanders organization at this point in time. But, oh, okay. Pro Wrestling Federation saluting our featured fans, and I think we got a good one here. What's your name, young man? My name's Dale Wilson. Dale, uh, Dale Wolf. must have some heroes, some super... Wait a minute, is this kid a fucking George Santos? He's trying to steal Dale Wolf's life story? <laughs> Wearing Warriors face paint? Dale Wolf? <laughs> well, he wasn't Dale Wolf at this point, right? He was oh, no. He, he, no, he was Dusty Wolf. He was still Dusty Wolf, okay. So this kid is clearly a time traveler from from 89 or 90 who has come back mm. to usurp du- Dusty Wolf's new new gimmick. Mm. He's he's fighting back against the golden age of, for enhancement guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which by the way, th- we are not even close to the end of the the golden age of that. I mean, no. there's still no. plenty of that to come. We weren't we weren't in 92 either. <laughs> Anytime you give a kid a microphone on TV, I'm just like, all right, tell me when this is over, please. <laughs> I don't want to watch this. Tell me when it's over, please. I don't need some fucking skinnier version of me from 88, 89 telling me how much he fucking likes the wrestler I don't like as much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this it's fucking ridiculous. No! I can't, I can't have that yeah. <laughs> right, you wasted what... eight fucking aprons on this kid. Let's see what what genius words come out of this moron's mouth. Dale. Stars that you favor in the World Wrestling Federation. Yes. Who, who might they be? Uh, Blue Blazer, Hot Hogan, and Bob Warrior. I got the distinct impression that he really likes the Ultimate Warrior. And, and, and who is this young lady? Sister, perhaps? No, I'm his mother. Uh, very good, Mom. What's your name? Yes, we watch wrestling all the time. You think Gene's got his hand on her ass right now? Oh, totally. And he's like, he's like Ernie McCracken. Go deeper, Jonathan. 
tip. Hey, don't worry, lady. It's just the tip. <laughs> oh, look at, wow, look at freaking Bruce Pritchard jumping up on the stage there. Showing a little athleticism for uh, blubber love. He's a world-class athlete, as uh, Jesse Ventura would say. <laughs> right what? But he's got really small hands. Mm. You know? His guest this week, which he'll introduce, will actually lead to a full-blown Survivor Series team. The way oh. that they like to do it, where one guy will be talking or in a match, and then the rest <laughs> of the team will come out. Oh! Okay. I'm going to say his guest at this time is going to be Hacksaw Jim Dugan. <laughs> How many times can he have Duggan on the Brother Love Show? <laughs> he, he might as well get be in the opening credits of the Brother Love Show if he's on it this much. Who is on more? Duggan on Brother Love or like Hogan on the friggin' funeral parlor? It seemed like Hogan was on the funeral parlor every fucking week. No, Duggan on Brother Love because Brother Love was longer. <laughs> Like ah. it, it would be a longer period, longer period of time than it was on the air. Some more opportunity for Duggan. Mm. Plus, Hacksaw didn't miss a lot of time with injuries either, at least during that time period that I can recall. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas Hogan, he's not there for when Brother Love launches for the first couple months, and then he's not there for a couple of months in the middle of ninety. Blubber Love. <laughs> All right, we we don't need to hear uh, his fucking intro, which is gonna be as long as the uh, Mega Powers team promo that we hear later <laughs> on this show. No, he's gonna have his benefactor. Oh, him and his okay. benefactor, like, j- who cares? It's Ted DiBiase. Who gives a shit? Well, oh, God. no, no, because we gotta wait, and I need you to hush up for a second because he just said brother million dollar man. He didn't call him brother million which I like best. Okay. But is he going to say Brother Virgil or Brother Virgil? Virgil. Okay, let's see. Ted DiBiase. Brother Virgil! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my stars. (laughs) I got the vapors. I do. But oh, by the way, not not to detour too much, but after we watched the theme from two two seven last week, I started sure. watching that, and There's I no place like home. I, I sent you a text storm about that as well. You while did. watching the first four episodes, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I I'm sorry, everybody. This is like low hanging fruit, easy content, uh, but I. I I can't. Um, I sent you a picture letting letting you know this is on Wednesday yeah. that I was watching at 1.24 p.m. San, Sandra being booked as a monster heel in the pilot. And, um, yeah, I, 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 I could see that happening. Heel. And then you replied, yes, there's no place like home. I sent you another picture of the guy who was reading off the thing from the pilot about, like, what was going to happen to the building. Mm-hmm. I Holy shit, that's James Karen, the KKK guy from that Jefferson's episode. They're like way, too, way too excited about that. 1.31 p.m. He's in the ground. <laughs> you love saying guys are in the ground. Oh, speaking of guys in the ground. And then Chris has the conversation with you yesterday about how certain guys aren't in the ground, but they're on the ground. 
because yeah. they've been cremated. And he was like, well, you know, the the crust is only X amount of miles thick. So really <laughs> to say that the guy's in, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Shut up. <laughs> your your bar Chris impersonation being like Bret Hart uh, delights me so much. Uh, you know, well, uh, <laughs> they didn't make my burger right. I think I took I think I took a break at 5.06 p.m. Sandra is like Piper in 86. She forces the crowd to love her. And uh, and then 534, two broken appliance angles in the first four episodes. Yeah, I was getting a little it's getting a little uh, antsy mm. about that because they did a broken washing machine mm. and a broken two, fridge angle. Two broken appliances isn't a good thing. <laughs> I'm upset and, by this. And then 1038 p.m. I might have been drunk at this point. I can't wait to remember when they unleash Sandra as a full blown baby face. I need to remember <laughs> like I needed to with Piper. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's it that sends our 227 detour for this week yes th- now we have to get to it episode 227 I think. until later when we talk about 227 again mm-hmm. so all right brother virgil uh, does he look brother, like he's cracked he looks like uh brother virgil is cracking a smile there as well does that mean Pr- pritchard got him to break maybe <laughs> brother virgil so uh, everybody knows what team DiBiase was on at that ding. So we know they're eventually going to make the make their way out, which means another fucking red rooster on Brother Love. <laughs> oh well. You purchased a man who knew no gratitude, a man who did not want the privilege to stand behind in servitude for the million dollar man. That's right, Brother Love. And since the very first day I set foot in a World Wrestling Federation, I have always been able to get what I want. I always get what I want. He didn't fucking get the world title. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> always gets his way. Nah. DiBiase. DBS's gimmick relies on everybody to be lobotomized every yeah, six every, months. Every six months. <laughs> yeah, we told you. Well, technically, he was the world champion for about two or three days. Yeah, he defended it in Philly. Defended it. Oh no, he didn't defend it in Philly and Boston. He was in a tag match. He wore the belt. He did defend it in San Diego against Bigelow. It would have been awesome if Bigelow beat him. <laughs> Like, like they decided as a rib to do it to like Vince. They have Bigelow, like him and Bigelow. I mean, that would have been incredibly bad form, and they would have been fired. But if they both went, why don't we just fuck around with Vince and we'll just you pin me? <laughs> DiBiase, I I'm convinced as as time has gone along, you know, watching this stuff and thinking about it from a business sense that they used that week of house shows to test him out as world champion. And then Vince got cold feet for whatever reason. And was like, no, nah, we'll, we'll, we'll put it on Savage instead and use the baby face champion model that we've always had. Yeah. Because I don't know. It, other people have alluded to that as well. And yes, it, it makes sense. And, you know, he got a tryout at a fusion. The heat on DiBiase at that Boston Garden show was fucking real. Because <laughs> that was, like, literally the next afternoon. Like, they do the main yeah, event like, live, and then they're a matinee at uh, the Boston Garden the next day. 
Yeah, like, why would he get cold feet? I mean, what, no reaction to DiBiase as the champion? Is that what was happening? I mean, it's not like people are cheering him. Because it was a change from the model that his company had run for the entire time that Vince was in control. Because the only heel champion you had was Sheik for four weeks, and the only reason why that occurred was because Backlund didn't want to turn and, and as a method to get it to Hogan. Yeah, and then, okay, so then what you do is you have DiBiase have the title, you know, screwed Hogan out of the championship, have the title for two months, and then lose it back to Hogan at four. But Hogan wanted his time off. Ugh, what a big pussy. (laughs) (laughs) To go film Suburban Commando. Oh, no, no holds barred. Oh, I'm going to be, you know, brother, it's going to be huge, brother. Well, Robin, you've said it all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Especially Hercules, when it's already been fought and paid for. And you, Hercules, have been fought, paid for, signed, sealed, and delivered to the Million Dollar Man. And before it's all over, you're going to understand that you are my slave. I can't and believe you, macho man, Randy Savage, just who do you think coming out here and giving your hand to Hercules like it's some almighty sign of approval. Who cares? Well, you know, Brother Ted, Hercules! Brother Ted? Come on. Brother Million. Can we have a little bit of consistency here, Brucey? Come on, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Brother Million. I'm I'm almost at a point where it's weird looking at DiBiase as a single during this era, and he doesn't have the million dollar bell around his waist. Yeah, because that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, we, we're gonna get the the vignettes of him at the jewelry store uh, sometime down the line, and I I very much enjoy those, especially the one where he shows up dressed as a human being, but also the one where he dresses up as fucking like a guy with a cape. You love the one. You love the one where he dresses as a human being. <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, nobody yep. dress. No human being dresses like what DiBiase is wearing here. <laughs> I mean, uh, that we know of. <laughs> it takes all kinds to make a world, but some kinds I mean, we could do without. <laughs> yeah. I don't care who or what you surround yourself with. A bird brain, a hillbilly, and an obnoxious. Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, I don't care. Let me tell you what the Million Dollar Man has surrounded himself with for the Survivor Series. <laughs> All my buddies from Mid-South and Haku. <laughs> but DiBiase's not the team captain. Yeah, I know. It, it is interesting. It's like... When a guy gets traded in the NHL and he was like a team captain and he goes to another team and he's not even like an alternate captain there. Like that's that's what if DiBiase right now is in the Nick Foligno stage of his run where, yeah, he was captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets, but he's not going to rank on the Boston Bruins, you know? You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Alternate captain thing is very odd for me. Does that just mean like if the captain is not feeling well that day that the alternate captain gets to call the shots? No, it, it has to do with who can discuss things with the officials mainly for the, oh, for the okay. most part. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, oh, boy, I hit pause on a on a really weird DBRC face where he is uh, 
<laughs> those those pupils look a little weird. What kind of likeness is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. we're gonna get the driver's license. We're gonna get the driver's license photos for eighty-eight ding later. Can I ask you one last question about alternate captains and captains? It, oh yeah, yeah. So you say that it's to talk to the official. So what if the captains and the alternate captains are on the bench for a minute because it's like a line change? Will like one of them come out and talk to the official? Uh, no, they, no, it would it wouldn't work that way. But yeah, God, it never ends with you. Yes, take a look right here at what will surround the million dollar man. Yeah, come on, they gotta walk out now to the brother love music. I always enjoy wrestlers coming out to things that are not their themes, mm-hmm. which we're gonna get plenty of at '88. Ding. <laughs> Fucking Red Rooster. There he is. The one true king. King <laughs> DiBiase and, and Rooster shaking hands. Hey, I remember you. <laughs> remember that whipping match we had with the Freebirds? That was fucking awesome. Anyway, and Haku, yes, I was there at the coronation because I'm I'm a good heel. I I turned out for the heel coronation. Oh God. Talks. Yeah, all right. I, I've got I've got a real issue with Brucey not shutting the fuck up here. What do they just come out and pose for a photo here? It's ridiculous. They came out and posed for a mugshot, gorilla. <laughs> I want I want full blown like each of these guys with like a little comment, like like at eighty eight ding when ding. can the can the red rooster talk? Yes, I can talk. Just wait till you see me wrestle, Bobby. I won't let you down. <laughs> I don't know why I made him sound like some southern uh, southern gentleman there. But when are we scheduled to watch '88? Thing uh, when we get there. Oh, okay. I mean, we're in November of '88 now. It's great. <laughs> so we're less than three months away. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to it by Mania. Maybe we won't. I don't know. So yeah, full full blown commercials here. And this is a Las Vegas station. And oh God, I remember this milk commercial. Oh. Oh, because I think we just watched it the other day. I I I like the guy I like the guy in the suit who kicks the soccer ball. I like to I like to think that he's actually kicking it away from the kids. That's yes. <laughs> Fuck you, kid. Yeah. And uh, I I did wonder. Or actually, I did tell you that there was going to be a, at least one political ad here. Yeah. 
Nice. But and that, and how we knew it would be Nevada, ne- or the Nevada. Las Vegas feed of this. Nevada. Nevada. It's Nevada. Well, I've been guilty of the Nevada thing too, but I got disavowed of that notion um, years ago. No, that was my joke from Veep. When no, I, no, I know that, but it's really pronounced Nevada. So I'm I'm being Kent in this. Okay. I get to be Gary Cole, <laughs> which who has bigger biceps than Adam Cole? Uh, the Pol Pot of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite nickname for him. What happened to your microphone? Do you even have your microphone plugged in? Do do we have this shit going on again? You got your USB mic plugged in? Yeah, don't I? Well, what's wrong? You might you might want to check on it because you sounded a little echoey. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. This is kind of the thing that I probably should cut out of the podcast. But <laughs> sorry. So here is a an ad for uh, the 1988 race for governor in Nevada. Ding. Yeah, well, I don't think that that gets a ding because I'm going to be honest with you. I was kind of, kind of a political junkie, but I, I don't remember either of these people. And of course, they I do a search for it and they give me 1980, 1998 instead of 1988. Gubernatorial. <laughs> Gubernatorial. Notorial. There you go. Hey, I what? forget who wait, when the Dukakis remain governor in 88 oh yeah yes he did and um, losing yeah you you got you got to give dukakis credit he he did he did all the jobs on the way out like he was putting over everybody left and right in massachusetts on his way out Hmm. um so so yeah the the governor's race in, in nevada Governor Brian is not telling you the truth about Nevada's new private jet. Brian claims the old plane was unsafe and the wings were falling off. That's just not true. The new owner's been flying the plane and says it will fly for another 20 years at least. Then why did the governor spend $3 million of your tax money on a private jet the state didn't really need? It just doesn't make sense. And now some people are saying the purchase may have been illegal. Oh. Due to the overwhelming response to fantastic. Oh. <laughs> By the way, it wasn't the governor's race. It was actually a Senate race. You know, if Dukakis had won and became president of the United States in 88, Evelyn Murphy would have been the governor of Massachusetts. Mm. And she would have been the first woman to be um, governor of Massachusetts. No, she would have been an acting governor in the same way that Jane Swift became acting governor when uh, the big quitter boy, uh, Paul Salucci, quit. <laughs> yeah, but don't they consider that? To, don't they consider her to be the first woman governor of Massachusetts? No, no. She was known as the acting governor until, oh. until actually elected. Oh. Yeah, it's a, a distinction. Uh, very interesting uh, thing about Nevada elections that I would like to sh- I may have shared on the solo podcast a long time ago. Much like in Brewster's Millions, they do constitutionally have a none of the above option in oh. on all elections in Nevada. Yeah. And you can see in the Democratic primary, uh, none of the above got 9%, which defeated three out of the four candidates. <laughs> Richard Bryan was the, was the, oh, so he won. Yeah. Oh. And uh, he, he defeated incumbent uh, Chick Hecht. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and that, w- that would have been a, uh, like, I, I didn't quite, un- well, Brian was the governor of Nevada, and that's why you're getting that story there about the airplane in the commercial. Mm-hmm. We have another commercial right here for a furniture warehouse playing that that song that you would hear in the background of all regional <clears throat> sports networks and sports highlight tapes in the mm-hmm. 80s plastic furniture warehouses gigantic tent sale we are pleased- oh no wait it's the hockey night in canada coach's corner thing that i played a couple of weeks ago duh mm. sorry sometimes i forget these things savings up to 58 percent. you can't argue with that no other than why not fucking make it 60 I'm going to guess that if you take 58% off the price for sectional, you're willing to take uh, 60% off as well. <laughs> yeah. Take a look at that, Jesse. Some people will be voting Democrat this Tuesday. Some will be voting on a Republican ticket. But uh, a lot of people will be voting for the Powers and Pains. They're on the cover of the new World Wrestling Federation magazine on sale this Tuesday. <laughs> I voted for Barb was a great vice president. <laughs> Barb, Barb and I used to vote for opposite parties, but we still got along. <laughs> who? Well, we, we already asked who you thought was the stronger guy in the powers of pain. But if the powers of pain were running for president, who would be the presidential candidate and who would be the vice? I mean, I'm going to have to go with the warlord as the presidential candidate only because I know for a fact that he was born in the United States. <laughs> That's that's a valid point. And also, you want to have uh, uh, your presidential candidate be taller because yes. that is a distinct advantage in presidential elections. Yes. And I, and I mean that more recently in the TV era. I mean, we and all I, we, we all weren't here when the mayor of Munchkinland, James Madison, was was around. Although uh, James Madison actually pulled down some fairly decent tail, as I understand it. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, don't just remember we elected four times a guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> we have we elected Larry Flint four times. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be president. FDR. <laughs> Fuck him as highfalutin bullshit. Yeah, seriously, marrying his fucking second cousin. God, I really sound like uh, Archie Bunker now, and, and you are Maud. <laughs> Wait a minute, what kind? What kind of a man fucks his cousin? <laughs> you know, you know what kind of a man Frenchie Kaiser? Yeah, the great Frenchie Kaiser is back. I said, shut up and listen to me. Oh, he's speaking English. Not anymore. A little translation there, Jess. He says Dino Bravo is the strongest man in the world. And uh, he said his usual thing, USA is not okay. <laughs> his usual thing. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> Jesse and his highfalutin behavior. <laughs> ha, I don't know, McMahon. Ha, I, don't, I don't know, McMahon. Ha, 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 I don't know, McMahon. That's how I do my Jesse is. <laughs> I don't know, McMahon. Hmm. Jesse, he's another guy. Get him out of here. <laughs> I'm very opinionated today. Yeah, you are. Do I sound better, by the way? I think I fixed my mic settings. Yeah, you do sound better. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's uh, J- that's Jim Evans in there with Dino Bravo, future Ding Dong. Do I sound delicious? 
Uh, you sound you sound like Kane holding up that thing to his throat from my 1999. Name, my name is Kane. Oh, here he is. The old hacksaw. <laughs> All right. Will Duggan say USA more than one and a half times? Oh, yes. Okay. Give me a better number. Well, remember, the one and a half builds in. Oh, let's just see. Oh, bravo! You want to talk about pride? You want to talk about patriotism? You better talk about Hexall Jim Duggan and the red, white, and blue. And remember, baby, you're not messing with a junior varsity now in the Survivor Series. You better keep your eyes open, tough guy. Oh, oh you well, son of a bitch. Well, he didn't say USA, but why is Duggan taking shots at the varsity club there? <laughs> <laughs> Duggan never had the makings of a varsity athlete. No, well, even Duggan knew that Mike Rotundo was a piece of shit over and on NWA. <laughs> You you brought up you brought up Mike Rotundo like right at the same time as Dino Bravo was doing an airplane spin, which is one of the old Rotundo moves. Funny that Dino Bravo with the with the airplane keeping the airplane spin alive because nobody was doing it at this point. I like that Dino Bravo is considered the stooge in the uh, the Bulldogs and Rougeau's story there. Because Jacques goes, I told him, I said, I told Dino Bravo because I knew he was a stooge. <laughs> I told him I had to make a phone call every night. <laughs> yeah, that, that was interesting to hear that. But Dino Bravo, somebody on the OVP group posted a picture of Dino Bravo in a Montreal Canadiens jersey. Yeah. And I had a different picture of him in a Canadiens jersey. And I was like, yeah, Dino wasn't actually assassinated. He was just trying to block the shot. You know, like a good hockey defenseman. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was 35 shots or whatever it was. Yeah, he he deflected two or three of them. Oh, boy, here we go. Yeah, a team promo, a Survivor Series team promo. I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm fully erect right ding. now, but I, I can neither confirm nor deny. Instead, uh, of, a, instead of a ding, it's going to be a dong. Dong. <laughs> Very good. Uh <laughs> So we got the, the team led by Ron Bass and Honky. And I, I like the fact that they took Dan, they took Danny Davis and they put him front and center. Like, who who made these decisions here? And, in the, back, and in the back, you see the soon-to-be deserter. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad, yeah, bad news is – I like when bad news is they're like, look, your, your nipples are too distracting. you got to wear a plain black shirt. <laughs> And Valentine, Valentine wants to be in the background because he wants the ability to be able to sneak off and go to the NWA and join the Four Horsemen if he, uh, if he can get out of there. He wants the he wants the ability to sneak off and eat the fucking potatoes. Mm. <laughs> the thing about these event centers this week is I think we're just getting one team promo per, which kind of makes me sad. I wish that we would get like mm. forty five full blown seconds. Yeah. With, Two different teams. You want the responsorial song from the opposing team. All right. So my my prop question for this promo yes. is, will every member of the team talk during the promo? So Bass, Honky, Davis, Bad News, and Valentine, will they all say something? I'm going to say yes, because I believe this is the first promo with the whole team and more often than not they would all talk 
Yeah. The, pro- the problem is when you got managers and shit in there and yeah. you got like eight or nine guys, you're not going to be able to get to all of them. Right. It looks like Bass is the real team captain and Honky's taking more of a backseat. Mm-hmm. Survivor Series, the biggest time the WWF. You know, you look around at team right here and you're looking at an awesome force, brother. We've got all the power. we got all the grace. we got the fixes. we got anything that we need. If you just look, there's not a weak member on the team. If we had a weak link, we'd just beat him right out of the ring right now and we wouldn't even go out there. And you just look around on the other side. The warrior, B-Tank, Blazer, Brunzel, and Dancing Sam Houston. Let me take some, brother. It's going to be a bad, bad night for you. <laughs> you know, we got some of the greatest wrestlers, the greatest wrestlers in WWE. We're going to take him on, and we're just going to mow him down. Tell him, great. You know, Danny Davis, you're a survivor. Ron Bass, Cowboy Ron Bass is a survivor. The Honky Tonk Man is a survivor. And, of course, Bad News Brown is a survivor. We're all survivors. And Thanksgiving night, I'm going to break somebody's leg. I promise you that. Drumstick, baby. I'm not used to being in a crowd. I'm not used to being in a crowd, but it don't matter. It don't matter because I'm going to run whoever gets in front of me over like a Mack truck. Oh, and he'll do it. When he says he's going to do some bad news, Brown does it. And Thanksgiving night, Rich Phil Coliseum, the honky-tonk man, Ron Bass, Danny Davis, bad news, Brown, and Greg the Hammer. We're going to do exactly what we have to do to survive. We're going to take no, you, Warrior, Mackie. you, Beefcake, you, Blazer, you, no, Brunzel, and you, Houston, and we're going to beat the living daylights out of you any way we oh, have to do it. Be 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 <laughs> I always enjoy when they devolve into a sports radio show and they all start talking at the same time at the end. Yeah. <laughs> they all talked, but did you notice the mistake that was made by one of the people? Did somebody mention a replacement that hadn't nope. happened yet? Well, no, they did mention Jim Brunzel, who ended up being on the team. Yeah. But as we see later, it is going to be a different lineup unveiled at first. Yeah. But then uh, Valentine referred to Ron Bass by his NWA gimmick of Cowboy Ron Bass yeah. rather than Outlaw Ron Bass. <laughs> I'm sorry. We were looking for Cowboy Ron Bass. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this is where if this was a video podcast, it would actually be funnier. If I had an index card and I was just holding up, sorry, we were looking for Cowboy Ron Bass. (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't have the Price is Right music where, you know, the the little instrumental that plays after that. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's my favorite thing is whenever. So whenever I'm at a fantasy baseball and or football draft. If somebody picks a guy who sucks, my friend Steve will always play the loser horn. And then I always immediately follow up with. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Did the Price is Right ever have like a theme, like an instrumental for if somebody got injured during a segment? Like the way the (laughs) NFL on Fox has like the sad going to commercial. (laughs) It's like they're bringing out a fucking ambulance. If somebody went to put in a Plinko chip and they fell into the Plinko thing. <laughs> Did anybody ever fall off the Plinko thing and hit the head and die? No, there was uh, no no episode with that. No. <laughs> that one time that the person didn't understand the uh, the uh, the yodeler game and he ran up that mountain <laughs> and fell off the set. 
Oh, Jesus. Oh, more commercials. Good. Oh, Liar's <laughs> Dice. We, we covered this already. <laughs> look, look, all of these people are assholes. I want to get to- And that's no lie. I want to get together with our little group of friends and play Liar's Dice. <laughs> Who do you um, think would win? <laughs> I, 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 think, I think Sarah would probably win. Mm. Oh, yeah. Although, uh, is Crit, well, you're an experienced poker hand. You might be mm. able to do it. You're very good at the bullshit game. I you, know what? I, you know what? I'm picking you. Oh, thank you. That's right. Here's a future, future uh, slap assailant <laughs> well no not yet it, this is the dj jazzy jeff rap hotline commercial oh, okay which is definitely something that caught my attention when i was silently street uh screening this for okay what we were gonna have for like event centers because i happened to hit it at 20 minutes mm. and, and this is what came on this is DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yo, my name is The Prince. Stop whatever you're doing and listen to this. You know, sometimes it's just nothing to do at home. So now you can call me and Prince on the telephone. Call the inside scoop or the hip-hop scene. Just dial the number on your TV screen. It's my latest creation. Prince, you're bugging. It's mine. All right, it's ours. And it's called the, the new, new Rap Hotline. So give us a call. The new line is kind of deaf. Dial one 900 jeff $2 the first minute, 45 cents each additional minute. Oh my God, you know the cadence of that didn't sound too too much different from what you get from PN News. The the problem is PN News is three years after this, and rap and hip hop evolved quite a bit in the meantime. So, am I arguing that PN News was a victim of circumstance? No, not re- no, not really. But you know, he could have stand to updated the act. I'm a victim of circumstance. Mm. Not that he was going to be able to logically say comp uh, stuff about Compton and stuff. And there's the uh, there's our casino owner with the big giant glasses that we oh, enjoyed yeah. a few a few weeks ago. <laughs> a man, a man who is not missing his old glasses. Mm. <laughs> Two ninety nine, a complete steak dinner. I'm sure that will be nothing but the best steak. In North, it's in North Las Vegas, as we established, and that it's still around always, as a casino. Yeah, I, be, I believe they always give you a nice tall glass of malk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Chris Sarna. Okay, I knew he was. I just dropped something. Seventy-five pounds. Here is Mr. Perfect, Kurt. Perfect. Well, finally, we're going to find out just how... Please note that Vince won't call him Kurt Henning, but Finkel is like, I still know this guy is Kurt Henning, so I'm going to say so. Of course, we don't see the uh, colorful singlets until WrestleMania five, So he's wearing the AWA tights, the black and white. So I don't know. I can't remember if this is his first match on Superstars or not, but I th- I think it is. Have, w- we've only seen vignettes to this point. Uh, yes, correct. Mm. We have not seen an actual. No, this is his debut. Yeah. Unless, no, they wouldn't have debuted him on um, Challenge, right? I I looked it up. I couldn't find any uh, Challenge matches for him. Yeah. So this is definitely his debut. 
But now we got Vince and Jesse. Even though we got this new guy that we have to put over in there, we've got to talk about Leonard Lalonde because otherwise Vince is going to lose a bunch of money on a non-wrestling venture. What a shock. He's a victim of circumstance. (laughs) Just like PN News. And I haven't decided yet if I'm going to be there in the flesh or whether I'm going to watch it on paper. You haven't made that decision. What about you? I think I'm going to hang around the house and watch it on pay-per-view. But nonetheless, that is going to be some fight. Sugar Ray Leonard against the light heavyweight champion, Donnie Lalonde. Neither individual is claiming to be what this man is, Mr. Perfect. But what a fight that's going to be. Really, Vince? Is it? It actually was. It actually was a good fight, believe it why, or not. Why are you so obsessed with this fight? Because they made me watch the promotion for it as a nine-year-old when I didn't give a shit. So now I'm transferring that punishment to you by making you watch it. Yeah, why? I didn't All- do anything to you. <laughs> also, Lawan was done dirty by the fact, that, as I've mentioned, that he had to drop two weight classes for this and put his belt up from the higher weight class. I don't understand why that's the case. Maybe somebody who follows boxing more could explain the logic. I mean, other than Lalonde was probably going to get a bigger paycheck for this than he would for any other fight just because of the nature of, you know, Leonard being a name. Oh, and there's the perfect plex. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. It was referred to as a cradle suplex there. Because, of course, Harley Race would do it, but he... Race would not do a full bridge. He would roll the shoulder. Oh, okay. Also, my favorite move to do in WrestleFest. Yeah, I would say that the... I'd say that the perfect plex, the way Henning does it, is great. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. It's, it's the best of... <laughs> the best. Ver- Leonard Lawn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's probably the same promo. Yes, there. yes. Live from Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas, Coors Extra Gold Wrap presents three-time world champ Sugar Ray Leonard versus the WBC. They fucking show him running like a bitch from Marvin Hagler. Sorry, I don't, I don't need to hear this again. It's just upsetting me all over again. Yeah. Oh well. And Donnie Lalonde was an Olympian. He's from Canada. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I like, <laughs> yeah, Canada would have boxers, too. Yeah, I just asked, was he an Olympian? Was he? No. You Didn't you say Wait. he was an Oh, Sugar Ray Leonard was an Olympian. Sugar Ray Leonard was an Olympian. I don't think Donnie Lalonde was. I screwed that up. I was, I was very, very confused. I thought, I thought you had said... You said... But no, he was he was not an Olympian. Oh. And even if he was, the most likely year that he would have been in it would have been 1980 when he was still an amateur and Canada boycotted that Olympics along with mm. the U.S., if I remember correctly. Mm. I, don't, I don't. Oh, we got the Buckman Street Barber in the event center. I know. So wait, but. The Russians competed in the 80 Olympics, the Winter Olympics. Yes, they did. And that took place before the Summer Olympics, correct? That's correct, yeah. So did Jimmy Carter already say he was not sending a 
like an Olympic t- contingent to Moscow in 80. And that's why there was like the fear of the Russians not participating in the 80 winter games. They were do they were doing a thing where if the Soviets don't leave Afghanistan by this certain date, we will we will boycott. But uh, and that was sometime in May. Oh, May 24th. And when the Soviets didn't leave, they the the boycott was on. Well, because in in the movie Miracle and maybe this is just Hollywood projecting, there was like this big fear that the uh, the Russians, the Soviets weren't going to be in the 80 Winter Games because of the boycott of the Summer Olympics. And so I was like, that's kind of weird that he would say something back in February that they're not going to be there in August. Or July or whatever it took place. You know? I think that that was creative license used there. Because the idea of a boycott of the Moscow Olympics didn't really start up until a couple of months before that Winter Games. Where yeah. it was just kind of bandied about for for various reasons. So there was really no, like, there was no evidence that the the Soviet or communist regimes of Eastern Europe and Asia were going to block, were going to uh, boycott the 80 Winter Games. No, no, okay. there, there was nothing like that. Well, once uh, again, leave it to Hollywood to fucking lie to a kid. And, and then in 84, they did the retaliatory boycott where Romania, <laughs> Romania went rogue and, and sent their athletes, even though they were Eastern <laughs> Bloc. The same way that in 1980, Great Britain went rogue and sent uh, their athletes. I thought you were going to say when in 84, when the Soviets boycotted and and Krusty took a dive on all the Krusty burgers. <laughs> well, there's that, too. All right, Beefcake. Uh, I know you had a bad night of poker the other night, as I understand it. Mm-hmm. I pass, so I walk through the valley of the shadow. I fear no outlaw, because I have all the protection I'll ever need. <laughs> you know... I don't think Beefcake really plays with a full deck either after listening to that. Uh, I would suggest you're right. Hi-yo. That's a poker joke. <laughs> Jesse's a time traveler, and he's listening in to our podcast. And he's gone back in time to tell jokes about I what we know. are. I don't know if you know this, Vince, but I actually was at Buckman Street the night that the barber went all in with a 7-2 offsuit. <laughs> and he ended up losing to a better two house two pair. <laughs> he was counterfeited on the river. <laughs> you wouldn't be elected if you that's know, the case. I should have ran for president, McMahon. Really? Yeah. President of what? The Jesse the Body Fan Club? Oh, the United States. Huh. That is the Jesse the Body Fan Club. What's that? The United States. Really? Jesse had some foresight there to know that, uh, that if anything, a, uh, a cartoonish character would eventually win the presidency of the United States. Jesse got votes in 2020. Oh, I know he did. He got like 2,000 votes in Alaska or something like that. I thought, didn't he almost win Alaska? No, 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 not, not even close, but, but he, he, he didn't even live in America. He was, he lives in Mexico. That is true, yeah. Yeah. Je- Jesse Ventura, uh, 
He, of course, he has his own uh, Ballotpedia page. Yeah. Uh, he, the Green Party of Alaska nominated Ventura as its nominee rather than Howie ha- Hawkins, who was mm. the national nominee. And just scroll. I have to scroll way down to see how. I mean, Jesse Ventura lost to Joe McHugh. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't on the ballot in Massachusetts. No, it was only 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 in Alaska, really. Mm-hmm. It was a the Green Party there went rogue and uh decided to nominate Jesse. Only in Alaska would that happen. So we're back in the event center and I'm gonna be and this is where we get the Mega Powers team promo. And I and I hope you're ready for this. So if you need to go get a cup of coffee, folks. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should do the silent minute like they did at Super Bowl 20 because, uh, yeah, we're going to need everybody. But, yeah, you, 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 you can just hit pause. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And you will notice right away, just to kind of set the scene with a little bit of exposition here, not all the members of the team are there. Hmm. Hill, Hillbilly Jim's not there. Apparently they couldn't fit him in. One of the favorites. So we get the four mega powers. Mm. Coco is bit Coco's wearing macho sunglasses. They wear the same sunglasses. So clearly, <laughs> clearly, uh, they, they they have some sort of bond. I almost thought he was wearing Hogan's chain, and then I realized I think it's a bird at the end of it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I don't know. The video quality is not not good here. Mm-hmm. Uh, will will they all talk? Almost certainly. Oh yeah. But my question to you is: We can see that Hogan talks first. Can you tell me the order in which they will speak? <laughs> the, in what order will okay. they speak their first word? All right, I'm gonna say. Oh, here's a, here's a, here's a good one. Okay, Hogan, then Coco, then Hercules, then Savage, and then Hogan again. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying their first word, okay? So, like, if it goes Hogan to Coco and then back to Hogan, it does it doesn't reset the process. It just goes in order of when they say their first word. All right. Well, I'm the point I'm trying to make is that Hogan's going to get the last word, <laughs> and the person before it is going to be Savage, because Savage, thinking that he's the champion, he deserves the last word, the and hammer. Hogan's going to go. That's not going to work for me, brother. All right. Now you got to remember, though, this is like a forty-five minute promo. Uh, how many ho- I, how many brothers does Hogan say? I have I, I I can't even I can't even set a line here because I don't know how often he talks. <laughs> but let's just bask in the gentle glow of this. Okay. Madness. Yo, this Survivor team right here has been around the WWF for quite some while, man. In the hangout in the WWF, you got to fight on your own. You got to rip. You got to tear at every match just to survive. But now that the Mega Power team has been united, man, now that we're all Hulkamaniacs, we'll be fighting together. Back against back, toe against toe. I got my sights set on the big boss man. The Macho Man knows exactly what he's going to do. Hercules, reach to the heavens, united us all as Hulkamaniacs. But Coco Beware is that in a new dimension. He showed us what it's all about to have an aerial assault. And you know what, thing, Hulk? I'm going out for that little red rooster, and I'm going to pluck your skull in that right macho man. I got a telephone call from Hillbilly Jim. Yes. He says what Hulk Hogan is saying right now is gospel. Yeah, 
But the thing that freaked me out is what happened in Venice Beach with this man right here, Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if the boss man, if Akeem, if that rooster in Haku and that Ted DiBiase knew what I knew, and if they felt what I felt that day, that day we were standing out in that mighty Pacific Ocean, up on our tiptoes, joint hands. United. Yeah. United. 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 Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. The pilot Hercules screamed to the heavens when we got hit with a thunderbolt. When we were all Hulkamaniacs, I knew they were going down. We're down. Yeah. Yeah. Had an incentive here for Okay. Savage snuck in the last word. Mm, no, Hogan was still talking. <laughs> last word freak. All right. There's a lot to unpack there. They talked about the Pacific Ocean, but they're not quite into the seance portion yeah. of, of their thing. Hillbilly Jim is literally just phoning it in at this point. They've put him <laughs> they've put him in a main event and he's just literally phoning in the promo. He literally I got a phone call from my Hillbilly Jim. He's, he's like, What up, Mach? I got a phone call from Hillbilly Jim. What up, Mach? Oh yeah. Oh, there he is. All right, you know, this commercial where Savage is walking through the hallway with like these animated cards to his left and right are the exact thing that the AWA would use during the Team Challenge series for like the the thing of the guys walking to the ring. Okay, hold on. Savage is there. Elizabeth is there. Who is this pencil neck geek on the other side? <laughs> so uh, I believe that's the guy who played Randy in No Holds Barred. Randy? <laughs> Zeus is going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what this is going to be. Neither do I. <laughs> All right. Well, we might as well. In the entire world. And they're waiting to take you on. In the ring. Or you can take them on with the Claims VCR WrestleMania game. Oh. And video cassette puts the wrestling superstars in your corner and gives you the greatest wrestling moves of all time. So go ahead, jump into the ring. In VCR WrestleMania game, you can win. All right, this VCR WrestleMania game, which I did have has an unconscionable breach of kayfabe with Ron Bass just sitting there. <laughs> well, he was playing against the kid. Once again, Ron Bass proving that he's a company man and he should have stayed around to do commentary after his run in 88. That kid's parents must be filthy rich if they could get Ron Bass to fly in to play, <laughs> to play a fucking VCR. No, I mean, I, you'd be surprised how cheap Ron Bass is charging. <laughs> Especially now that he's dead. <laughs> oh, the flea market. Vegas drive in swap meets. Tell me more. Me and my mule Lulu Bell is all ears. <laughs> Especially Lulu Bell. Prospecting for bargains was never better. The Las Vegas drive in swap meet every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, rain or shine. Hourly prize drawings. Lulu Bell, look at the TV. <laughs> look at what they're giving away now. Prizes and surprises every weekend. The Las Vegas drive in swap meet, 4150 mm. Cary Avenue. Child's Play, a terrifying new movie. Something has moved in with the Barkley family. And so, has terror. Child's Play. Child's Play, rated R. 
coming soon to a theater near you. And there it is, the historic first appearance of Chucky on a wrestling program. But far from the last. I mean, Child's Play has got to be the dumbest movie. And it's funny because it's still a series to this day. But it's got to be the dumbest movie because it it's a literal doll. And they're like, they can't just like, you know, throw it across the room repeatedly. Like, I would just continue to kick that. Even if it's coming at me with knives and what. I would just keep kicking it, like, like kicking it away like it's a football. Yeah, but. Oh, that's the great Rusty Riddle. Chucky was over, and so was Rick Steiner. And think about it. In 11 years, they're going to be feuding with each other. That's right. <laughs> or whatever that story was. God. The, the Chucky and WCW thing oh, ranks right up there with the Kiss Army and the Master P No Limit Soldiers as shit where it's just like. And the Robocop, where he couldn't get up on the stairs. <laughs> yes. Come on, huh? Yeah. So the whole thing. I mean, if you're going to have stupid gimmicks, have it be a former, former prison guard who is overly vicious, like the big boss man mm-hmm. who is now in the ring against Rusty Riddle. And we got a inset promo from Boss Man and Slick. Oh, an ISP. Because Hogan, Hogan's not going to do... He's not doing an inset promo. The, that... I, I'm going to need a little bit more time, brother, okay? I, I can't get out more than one and a half brothers in the 15 seconds. Uh, I don't do an ISP. I only do an ECP. <laughs> Slick is going to say exactly or Holmes, and he's going to delight us all, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Boss man drops an N-word. I don't know if you know that, but... Oh. The fuck? Come on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, Hogan, I told you that big mouth of yours was gonna get you in trouble. And what did you do? Soon as you cross paths with your big boss man, you shot that big mouth of yours off. And when you shot that mouth off, he shot the big stick off. Hogan, don't ever tell me you're gonna pass it on me. I'm the big boss man. I'm the judge. I'm the jury. And when the time comes, boy, I will be the executioner. The only thing is. Next time, I'm going to bring a bigger pair of shackles. Shackle you down. Boy, you're going to spend the rest of your life in solitary confinement with a big boss man. They gave, funny, they gave boss man time. I, when he said he's going to shoot the big stick off at him, I thought, <laughs> I, thought I thought that was a little strange and very mm. close to uh, Leaping Lanny territory. Mm-hmm. But, hey, this feud was hot. And this is the same taping as which Boss Man was attacked Hogan. Yeah. So so he's particularly disliked. Who knows if this was taped before or after? I mean, you'd probably want to do this match after he beats the crap out of Hogan, right? I mean, look at the amount of sweat that this man is giving off right now. <laughs> you know, Slick was, Slick was a good manager in that... He would always distract the referee to allow Boss Man to do his thing afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with the nightstick. Rusty Vertle's like, come on, man, seriously? Yeah. Now, Rusty, you, you're only tied one arm to the rope. You, you could move backwards away from it. You could also try to defend yourself with your uh, other three limbs that you have that are free. Come on. How's he going to do that? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. 
He is a jobber. Or, excuse well, me, an enhancement talent. An Rusty, Rusty Riddle was known as Bob Riddle in the AW in the NWA. Bob so once Riddle. again, golden era. Mm-hmm. Let's take you now, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on the upcoming Survivor Series. Dang. <laughs> yeah, so our whatever happened there segment is going to be devoted to the unveiling of the lineups, even though we've seen two events that are promos with lineups. Okay. You can enjoy on a pay-per-view basis. But in the meantime, this Monday night, Caesars Palace, Las Vegas. <laughs> no, we got to talk about Ugh, boxing. I fucking first. hate you, Gene. The new WBC super middleweight title is also going to be up for grabs. Oh, it should be a great one. And you. Can- oh, yeah, they created another uh, weight class title. I- I- I mean, it's winning in this fixed fight. The amount of prom- promotion. I mean, you would think that Vince had all of his eggs in this fucking basket. Like, they should talk about the Lalonde uh, Leonard fight like it's fucking WrestleMania 1. <laughs> he, was da- he was dabbling. He was dabbling. dabbling. V- v- Vince likes to dabble. He thought he, so was, to- he, thought he was Toots Mont at this point. When Vince dabbles, it tends to cost him uh, eight figures, at least, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> whether it be a woman's vagine or uh, anything non-wrestling related. <laughs> so, And then the gene is quickly like, oh, yeah, we got this wrestling thing coming up in suburban Cleveland, whatever. Mm-hmm. Here, here are the lineups. Whatever happened there? We get to see the driver's license photos. What's the yeah. first team we're going to see here? You saw Akeem and the big boss man, along with team members, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, King Haku, and the Red Rooster. DiBiase, once again, with a fucking maniacal look on his face there. Mm-hmm. What kind of likeness is that? Yeah. Look at Akeem doing the hand jive. Red Rooster doesn't even get, like, a close-up. It's like this faraway shot of Heenan raising his hand, which I think I used as the show image, like, three or four weeks ago. <laughs> Guess what we're going to do? <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna give close up. We're gonna give an extreme close up of the boss man. We're gonna give a hilarious close up of Akeem. We're gonna get Ted looking maniacal. We're gonna have the King Haku looking so regal, and then we're gonna just have a fucking uh, <laughs> section three oh five shot of the fucking rooster. The the Akeem one where you can see the limp wrist. I'm not entirely convinced that's Akeem. That might be him photoshopped on Adrian Adonis's body. <laughs> Anyway, we'll look into that. <laughs> did Did Adrian Adonis ever wear a dashiki? Uh, highly unlikely, Jeff. Highly unlikely, Jeff. And there's there's the Mega Powers team. Another series where teams of five strive to survive. They're going to oh. be facing Hillbilly Jim, one of the favorites. He got a close up. He's Coco Beware and Hillbilly Jim. But there is more in the Survivor Series. Another event in the month of November you can see on a pay-per-view basis. The Ultimate Warrior and Brutus the Barber Beefcake team up with Don Morocco, the Blue Blazer, and Sam Houston. Yeah, there's there's Morocco. Hmm. Morocco, Blue Blazer, Sam Houston. What a lineup. Sam... Sam Houston and his fucking uh, 10 minutes straight in the ring in that match. I mean, Look at this fucking lineup. Beefcake uh, looks a little weird. Warrior holding up the belt. Yeah. Is the, is the belt upside down? <laughs> I can't wait to call my cable company and order this because Morocco is going to be teaming with the Blue Blazer. 
Imagine if like you imagine you know how like you said your dad's favorite wrestler was the honky tonk man? Yeah. Imagine if like your dad's favorite wrestler was Don Morocco and you convinced him to let you buy this because Don Morocco was gonna be on it. <laughs> and I could just picture my dad in the recliner and they come out, and he sees Jim Brunzel. What the fuck? And he's like that. Except, you know, his what the fuck is for where's Morocco? And my what the fuck would be why is Jim Brunzel wearing tie-dye trunks? <laughs> I don't get it. It's weird. <laughs> what kind of likeness is that? Yeah. Uh. Okay, so the, oppo- the opposing team driver's license. All right, well, we know they all make it. Break the hammer, Valentine, Pat, Deuce Brown, and James Ristetti. Yeah, those are all pretty normal, actually, yeah. from a wrestling yeah, perspective. Are, yeah. And they couldn't get bad news wearing a shirt, though. No, so big nipples. Yeah. That's a formidable team, Jess. (laughs) Where's Scott Casey? I don't know. (laughs) Well, let me see. Hacksaw makes it. Jake makes it. Uh, Tito makes it. (laughs) And Patera makes it nominally, yes. (laughs) But not the JYD. Not not JYD. He would be replaced twice. Yeah. Who's he replaced first with? Uh, B. Brian Blair. He's replaced. So I love that the original, the original, the original replacement. They split up a fucking tag team that they could have put on that fucking tag team match. There was nothing left to do with the Killer Bees. I Some, know something happened in the spring of that year because they ne- they never won again. I know they did that weird angle in Philly in March where they had masked Killer Bees try to screw over Hogan. Yeah, and maybe allude to that's. Blair and Brunzel. The problem is making them into heels is weird because Jim Brun- Jim Brunzel is a heel. I really can't picture that at no. all. No. No. Tremendous grouping here. Jake the Snake Roberts and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Leading Tito Santana, Junkyard Dog, and Ken Patera. Patera looks like he's about to throw a rock through a fast food establishment. <laughs> Short, slow down, Kenny. <laughs> he's about to blow up a Taco Bell. Yeah. And that's yeah, just from eating the food. <laughs> we see we see him look arm in the air, but we can't see if anything's in his hand. So I'm just assuming that it's a boulder of some kind. Kenny, I thought you were in weightlifting, not shot put. <laughs> he, was, he was just trying out for the 84 Olympics when, when that whole thing went down. Okay. Against this group. Andre the Giant, Dino Bravo, Ravishing Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig, and Harley Race. Now, who would have guessed from that team that Harley Race would outlive the rest of them by like 15 years? <laughs> and I'm not including uh, Frenchie Kaiser in that because uh. Fr- Frenchie outlived most of the rest of them. I know Heenan was there too when he died like five or six years ago, but Harley Race outlived them all. Yeah. Oh. Henning died in 02 or no, I know, 0, I know. 03. Rude died in 99. Andre died in 93. And Dino Bravo also died in 93. Mm-hmm. Remember, once a man is eliminated, it is back to the locker room for him. He has to leave the ringside area. And what about- My apologies for this sounding like a phone is ringing in the background if the audio comes out that way. It's okay. And we're going to. We don't get an unveiling of the tag team lineup, but we are going to get a promo from the heel tag team. Okay. And 
I, once again, I have to play the Richie April because there's so many fucking. Look at this fucking lineup. There's so many people in this one promo. It's hysterical because, like, the way everybody is positioned, mm. you can't you can't see everybody. I can see Tully. The best promo guy in this in this thing is Arn Anderson, and he's literally like five deep. I love how like you see Jimmy Hart's head just peering over the shoulder of the of demolition, and you could get a clear shot of friggin' Tully Blanchard and Boris Zukov. <laughs> you have to go past Axe Fuji, one of the Rougeaus, before you even get to Arn Anderson. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing that this is one of those demolition are going to speak for everybody else. Cause yeah. I don't think everybody's there. I don't see the conquistadors. And since they haven't unveiled the lineup, who knows? It looks like smash's mustache is no, is not there. His paint is different. Yeah. There's all this white up by his forehead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, there's the conquistador. He was totally obscured by ax and then ax moved. <laughs> And then you see, all you see is Arn Anderson's beard. Yeah. Arn Anderson is one of the 10 best promos in the history of the business. And he has to stand like he like he didn't get a good enough GA number at a concert or something. He's literally the last guy in the door. Arn's in a worse position than I was in the GA pit at Bruce in 2008. Like you know, I was closer. You know what Arn, you know what Arn Anderson looks like right now? He you know how like at an office party when you're all supposed to get up to go like wish somebody a happy birthday mm. and you're like Ugh, and you're like dragging ass over to get to the to the room, but you still want that two o'clock piece of cake. So you're like the last guy in the door. That's what Arn looks like right now. <laughs> how can you even tell? It's like three pixels. Because <laughs> I know that feeling. What you got is a major disaster area because you got the brain busters, the conquistadors, the ragoons, the Bolsheviks, and you got the demolition. No, they're all there. So he said conquistadors and ragoons. <laughs> you got the ragu. Well, you know what? He he's like, fuck it. We're turning face. I don't have to. I don't have to look at these guys in the locker room. Yep. You know. Whatever. Oh, we're gonna be out there to kick some butts. I want everybody on the opposing team. Powers of pain, hearts, rockers, bulldogs, and stallions. Take your pick. Right Take the demonstration oh. right here. Anybody you pick on. Oh, there's a conquistador behind Arn. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, this is pro like. I don't know why this promo reminds me of the GA pit at Springsteen. But. That is the most <laughs> amount of professional athletes that they've ever stuffed into one photo. Well, I'm not sure because they did these the year before and they did an interview on the platform. But then again, I think it was Andre's team. So it was like more fat guys in one place. Mm. <laughs> so more mass. <laughs> the most fat guys in one place since GCW last night down in Huntsville. <laughs> I, I, ca I casually follow that stuff, yes. Oh my god, Mario 2? Nope. You never see a commercial for friggin' Super Mario 2. ...of power wherever he goes, so he's bigger and badder than ever before. You've never seen creatures like these. You've never had an adventure like this. It's everything you've dreamed of and worlds more. It's 
Super Mario 2, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. I like Super Mario 2, but my um my complaint about it was it was kind of an easy game to beat. Yeah. Yeah. I, we got another political ad where Governor Bryan is going to be uh, compared with Governor Dukakis. Oh. In an effort to... Yeah, I think Dukakis's campaign just went in the toilet like the last three or four weeks, and he just got he just got hit as like like he was a punching bag. Mm-hmm. And when that happens for a long enough period of time, then there's no there's no getting up from that. No. All right. So the last one was about an airplane. This this is probably about something else. It's a different ad. And Governor Richard Bryan, they have a lot in common. Governor Dukakis increased state spending to record levels. So did Bryan. Governor Bryan paid for the increase by raising taxes more than any governor in Nevada history. So did Dukakis. Governor Dukakis tried to use public employee retirement funds to balance his state budget. So did Bryan. Vice President Bush, on the other hand, has pledged no new taxes. (laughs) The right team for Nevada's future. Ah, the no new taxes pledge. That's funny. Read my lips. Well, I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I say Dukakis hung around for two more years and did a bunch of jobs because 89 and 90, the Massachusetts economy, like the local economy, went into the toilet because a lot of the tech companies uh, like like Wang computers and stuff, they, they yeah. like went under. So yeah. The Massachusetts miracle came to an abrupt end. Ladies and gentlemen, we now will show you the matchup that took place just last weekend. A matchup involving Jake the Snake Roberts and ravishing Rick Rude. What a matchup. What surprises. Yeah. All right. So when people are like, well, why didn't Jake and Rude have a match on a pay-per-view as like a blow off? Mm -hmm. Because this was the blow off and the transition to something else. Jake Jake would transition to his next feud while his the previous feud was still going on. Yeah. Like he transitions to Andre here and then at the end of the Andre thing, he transitions to DiBiase cuz he steals the snake at 5. Yeah. And then at the end of that, well I guess after 6, he doesn't really DiBiase does cleaner transitions, I think. Yes. Right. Anyway, but at Survivor yeah. Series, Jake is kind of still going after Rude, right? Yeah, they're on opposite teams. And Jake, I guess, informally gets over on him by winning with the DDT. Like yeah. Clean in the center. Yeah. And then Andre is just like, fuck this. I'm going to choke you. For- I'm going to choke you out for 45 seconds. And then that leads to perfect with the pin. And then Dino Bravo's celebration like he's Jesse Orozco at the end of the 1986 World Series. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and look that up, everybody. (laughs) Jesse Orozco. I got a Jesse Orozco bobblehead when I went to... uh, It was was Jesse Orozco Day at the Mets uh, a couple of years ago. I went to to City Field and I saw the Mets play the Red Sox. Mm. And they were giving out, like, the first, I don't know, first... 5,000 fans or whatever got in a Jesse Orozco bobblehead. Yeah. And I happened to walk through and I got a bobblehead. And I was like, I don't fucking want this. So I sold it to somebody for like 200 bucks. <laughs> Why? Uh, 
a similar thing happened. I went to the Orioles Cubs years ago at Wrigley, and they were giving out Kerry Wood bobblehead yeah. for, for his 20 strikeout game. Mm-hmm. And my friend, who is actually a Cubs fan, she sold hers to some guy for $5 who was, you know, some fucking collector. And it was a. Th- there's a reason now why a lot of places don't give stuff out until at, when you're leaving and only to kids. Something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then you got uh, this situation. She sold it. And I, I was like, screw this. I'm keeping it. And I still have it. Except for anybody who followed Carrie Wood's career. This is kind of funny. Uh, at some point in moving, uh, his arm broke off. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally the story of. <laughs> yeah. Looking, looking over at my bobbleheads there. Define yeah. irony. Well, <laughs> is the I don't know if it broke off at the elbow. That would be the most appropriate thing, considering that. Oh, it did break off at the elbow. I'm getting confirmation from the desk here. <laughs> confirmation from the desk. <laughs> oh, I I have a whole I have a whole war room here. Oh. <laughs> they call him Rowdy Rowdy Peeper. <laughs> it might be the best wrestling joke on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Rowdy, so I, I, Rowdy Peeper. I paused it here because this is where Cheryl uh, slaps Rick Rude mm-hmm. and, uh, and and lays it in. And I think you've mentioned the comment where he's like, "Your wife hits me harder than you do." Yeah. Yeah. Cheryl pitting right up and looking at oh, look that, that is second, McMahon. That is second. That should be an automatic disqualification. She is acting as a manager and she interfered in the match. Rude must have said something to her. He must have insisted oh, her to get man. a part of that chair. <laughs> That's some nice excuse making. Oh, Jake's wearing those thong tights again. Yeah, I know. Well, he's only wearing them due to a diminishing number of requests. <laughs> Also, I think you wanted him to wear it because you wanted to be able to make that comment. Yes. Yeah. Well, they did. They did that as a device to basically have her ejected from ringside because they don't want her involved in the post match. Oh yeah, that's true. So this is very well done. Like she mm-hmm. got, she got her little revenge. She slapped him. Pat Patterson is probably going to walk her back to the locker room like a zombie. Yeah. Oh, you go to commercial instead. Oh. Oh, more milk ads. It's another milk commercial. So big now, but I'm drinking milk, cause in these years I'm growing faster than I ever will again, and I need milk's calcium for bones and protein for muscle more now than I ever did as a kid. In fact, this is how I'm gonna look when I'm 19. I don't forget a name or a face. I'll probably have forgiven you guys by then. But you never can tell. Milk. It does a body good. Is that a threat, kid? Yeah. I only vaguely remember these things, but I didn't know anybody with them. No. Uh, I remember one year for Easter, my mother got me a remote control car. And, it, uh, and the thing I liked about it was that it was already all, like, built. So yeah. all I had to do was go outside and, like, run it up and down my street. Mm. And then I think it, like, broke. Yeah. I 
I don't, I don't know necessarily. I, I don't even know if I ever had any of those remote control. Probably wasn't really my thing. Oh, look at this. Another, this is going to be the third ad buy for the Republican candidate for U.S. Senate in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Dick Bryan here is apparently, uh, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to go to the worse than Hitler portion for this, but <laughs> here it he comes. Bought, he bought an airplane when he was governor. <laughs> so he bought an airplane. He increased state spending. What's the next one going to be? Um, he had relations with an underage prostitute. Here we go. <laughs> Highly unlikely, Jess. I'd hate to lose Richard Bryan as governor, but I think we need him more in the U.S. Senate. Oh, oh. it's pr- it's a pro. Okay. Oh, okay, they put his they put his picture up, and we were so used to him. The attack ads. Yeah. All right. Okay. What does this lady have to say? Is that the whore he was fucking? <laughs> Maybe. Richard Bryan would never vote to cut Social Security. Hmm. Looks like poorly aged Larry David there. <laughs> people, I love how people in 1988 were bitching about. Republicans cutting Social Security. And what are people bitching about in 2023? Republicans cutting Social Security. <laughs> uh, Keithy, uh, time is a flat circle. <laughs> <laughs> just just want to tell you that time is a flat circle. Richard Bryan would never cut funds for education. Richard Bryan has kept taxes low in Nevada. I've known Richard Bryan for over 10 years and I trust him. Richard Bryan has been an intelligent and articulate governor and will make a fine U.S. senator. He's been a great governor. He'll be a great senator. So the reason why they said articulate is that the guy that he was running against, uh, Hecht, is kind of known for a lot of verbal gaffes at times, Mm. which in the 80s everybody would make a huge deal about. Yeah. Because, you know, it wasn't just so relentless in every fucking day like it is now they armed they ram they ram the ramparts they took over all of the airports walt disney world uh snow on walt disney on ice yeah coming to uh vegas around thanksgiving i know those are Cheryl roberts tights but i kind of like the uh rude tights that he's got on oh oh you mean the Wait, what, what do you mean? The rude tights that he's got, got got on. The tights that Rude's wearing. Like, I like the the, the blue. That is Cheryl Roberts. I though. know. I said I know they're Cheryl Roberts oh, oh, tights, okay. but I okay. like them anyway. All right. Like, I think it would have been, like, he could have worn those in WCW. And she, it wouldn't have made much of a difference because. She, she's sm- smiling on the butt. <laughs> good old ass play. Yes. Ass play Cheryl. Heenan is wearing the black jacket with the red star that says Bobby Heenan. Mm-hmm. I always, always, I'm like a radio announcer. It's like the Patriots are wearing their white jerseys, silver pants, silver helmets. You know, you got to, you got to give the outline for the radio audience. Mm-hmm. So we have Jake, paint a Jake's picture. wearing the Jake's wearing the uh, G-string trunks. Yes. Oh, oh there geez. it is. Now, I would argue right now, Heenan's getting up on the second turnbuckle and waving frantically. Oh, and now he's pulling off Rude's pants. (laughs) Oh, no, those beavers are attacking him and stealing his pants. (laughs) 
Oh, oh here he comes. Andre is so shit faced right now. I <laughs> I was playing. I had gin, <laughs> and now all of a sudden you're cutting me back. Why are you gonna sell me to Ted DiBiase again? I told you not to bother me until I had finished my fiftieth beer, and oh. I'm only in the middle of my forty seventh. Now I'm really pissed off now, so <laughs> I have to take my aggressions out on someone. Who could it be? Oh. That Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> Here I come. Who I'm going to be friends with in three years, but not now. <laughs> I saw a video the other day of when Andre was like in 86 when Andre went on the uh, the snake pit and he wasn't afraid of snakes. Yes. And somebody went, Andre wasn't afraid of snakes in 86. Yeah. That might have been me. <laughs> oh, I think it was you. Yeah. Andre always did good run-ins on Saturday Night Main Event. Yeah. Hmm. Are you okay, Rick Wood? Ch- choking out Hogan. Yeah. Are you okay, Wood? Wood, are you okay? Andre genuinely cares for Rude. That's why he came out. He's a family man. I, li- I like him, Bobby. We should have him on the team more often. And now his bully J. Well, actually, they were Survivor Series team partners in both 87 and 88. Dang. Yes, ding. 89-2, right? Uh, oh, no. No, Rude was, Rude was on a different team facing yeah. Piper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andre with the, the handout has become a, a good GIF meme. Yeah. With, the di- with the different shots of him. Yeah. Good thing Andre is wearing brown pants for in case he shits himself. <laughs> Which has been known to happen Shitting several on, times, sh- I believe. Not, it wouldn't be the last time Andre would shit on brown in the ring. <laughs> and Jake is being a fucking bully here by uh, playing on Andre's fears. Jake has the story where he goes... Where he goes, Andre's wrestling Andre one night, and Andre landed on him, and Andre was just farting on him, and he said, "I feel my whole chest shaking," and he's laughing, and the referee goes, "What's the matter, Andre?" and he goes, "I'm farting on him," and then he goes, "I got up and I had a," he goes, "I had a wine stain on my on my chest," and I'm like, "Oh, that's gross." <laughs> Andre farting is probably like if you smashed open a propane tank. <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine yes. that it's something like that in in smell and in sound. Well, Vince does the best one when he goes. Andre used to fart and he would go. <laughs> <laughs> the Vince Andre stinks fart story is the best. Mm-hmm. Look it up on YouTube. He goes. Andre would be there and he would just go. So here, Vince McMahon make that sound is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it's not the best Andre farting story, but it's the best Andre farting sound. Yeah. And that'll be the last time Jake will stand tall over Andre. I, I, you know what? I really wish that I wish that Andre had gotten like another 10 years of like decent health where at least he wasn't like constantly like in pain and. You know, like he was not wrestling because I think Andre retiring in like 90 was or 91 or 92 or whenever he finally like 
called quits, I think was fine. But it would have been yeah. really nice to just have Andre get like another 10 years so he could do like the touring and the interviewing and all that kind of stuff. They they never say that Andre had a heart attack here. Yeah. But, but they allude to it. Heenan is reacting like Andre did have a heart attack, which, of course, won the most disgusting promotional tactic of 88 for uh, Davey Meltzer's Observer. But that was the Fritz von Erich heart attack in world class in January of 88. Ah. Yeah. Do you think Meltzer did the worst uh, promotional tactic for NFL this year was the heart attack suffered at the Bills game? (laughs) Oh, come on. Too soon. Only only because the Cincinnati Bengals totally got screwed over by that in like the worst way. Yeah. Is that Pat Patterson? Oh, no. Was was that Tony Gurria? Who is it that just fell over when Andre rolled out of the plane? (laughs) When Andre moves, people bump. (laughs) This is Rene Goulet. There's a whole bunch of of people down there, Pete. What do you think? What do you (laughs) think they are? Oh, sometimes I forget my own bits. They're fucking agents, Frankie. Look at this. Patterson was trying to console Andre, but not getting too close. You know what? You know what? Uh, you know what Jesse was saying to Vince at that point. Mm-hmm. Hundred dollars, you can never hit Andre with a golf ball. <laughs> if you had to dig the hole for Andre, it'd have to be a really big fucking hole. Make sure you dig the hole and make sure you tell him where it is. Get Dino Bravo on it. <laughs> he he knows some guys. They're outlining the rules again. Five-man teams, number one, two, means of elimination, disqualification, count-out, pinfall. And then I I didn't see what the last thing was. It said the eliminated man must leave. Oh. (laughs) Well, that makes sense. (laughs) He can't just hang around there? No. Although I guess Andre hung around because he, he was eliminated so close to the actual finish. Well, you know what's funny, too, is that they don't mention how the tag team... The partner has to leave. Well, we got to see if they actually uh, give us that lineup here. I, I Axe was the one who kind of unveiled it by mentioning oh. who the opponents were. Oh, wait, what's uh, this? And now J- Jim Brunzel is there as the, um, <laughs> instead of Morocco. Yeah. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, jumping Jim Brunzel, the Blue Blazer, and Sam Houston. That is going to be a spectacular Hard subject to change. Interesting fact: out of the members of that team, none of them were elected to the WWE Hall of Fame until Warrior <laughs> in 2014. <laughs> oh God! Well, because of the, the whole Owen thing, and then you got Sam Houston is. Uh, well, Morocco was, but Morocco's been replaced. Yeah, and Br- Brunzel. No, this is not an AWA Hall of Fame. Uh, Bravo, Andre, that team. Did... Yeah, we, we, four, we... four of these five guys were in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Let, that's a good game. Let's see how many of these people have made the Hall of Fame. Well, Bravo is the only one that's not in, right? I know. So let's yeah. go to the next grouping of people. It's interesting that Bravo's not in. No, it isn't. Well, <laughs> enough. <laughs> End of subject. Was I about End of to discussion. Ar- was I about to argue that Dino Bravo should be in the WWE Hall of Fame? I think so. Come on, huh? 
I actually was on the basis of him being a tag team champion, a Canadian heavyweight champion, whatever the fuck that means. And uh, he hung around a while. <laughs> the problem is, you, if you induct him, you have to talk about him getting uh, shot 45 times. I'm all set with that. <laughs> okay. Other side, the team of five, co-captain by Jake. Oh, and Brian Blair is there instead of uh, JYD. All right, so we got one, two, three. Patera's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's never getting in. Even yeah. even though he's a guy that should get in. He might go into the legacy one someday, but they'll wait till he's dead. Mm-hmm. And now it would be on the basis of his IC run. Yeah. So, he, yeah. Actually, he was he was pretty good in '77 as yeah, well. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. It's his heel run back in the day. Mm-hmm. Snake Roberts and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Tito Santana on that team, along with B. Brian Blair and Ken Patera. <laughs> so you've changed it on us in the middle of the show. It's it's like we're watching WCW again. All right, we got one, two, ooh, just two, ooh, and there's two definite exclusions on this list. How they haven't put in Akeem slash one man gang is is unconscionable. Uh, uh, King Haku, I mean, is is this because Haku worked that Ring of Honor show at MSG in uh, April of 2019? I mean, in all honesty, Haku is his. He's a headliner for the only like Haku. I look at Haku making the WWE Hall of Fame the same way David Ortiz made the Baseball <laughs> Hall of Fame. He's the only one that gets inducted that year. I thought we were focusing our energies on Sid and the Warlord. <laughs> this is why we can't get any of them elected. We're, our, our attention is too diverted. Uh, well, no, because I think that you're, ma- you're spearheading the Sid campaign. I'm spearheading the Haku campaign. And together, we're equally spearheading the Warlord campaign. <laughs> but but we're too spread out. If we focused our energies laser-like... On Haku, one of them. Sid, or Warlord. So, are we looking to get three induction ceremonies separately? We want Sid's one year by himself. Who's the headliner out of that? Sid? Sid's the headliner, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why Sid's not in the Hall of Fame. He's got to be on good terms with them. Well, you know what you know what the rumor is about the Hall of Fame this year? Ugh, you know how You know how Nakamura... Work that match in Japan. Oh, with Muda against Muda. Oh, and you're like, how how could this guy under a WWE contract? Like, well, apparently this was done in exchange for Muda being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, despite never working in the company for one second. Well, Abdullah. Well, no, yeah. technically Muda worked it. Oh no, that was Juice and Thunder Liger. <laughs> Because for a minute, I thought he worked NXT, but that was Liger that worked NXT. Yeah, all those Japanese guys from the early 90s look alike to you, don't they? (laughs) Highly unlikely. Disgraceful. Since Muda wears face paint and Liger wears a mask, I can tell the difference between that at least. I'm not so sure about that. All right, we got one, two. Oh, we got three. We got four out of the five. Hercules isn't in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's not happening. But Hillbilly Jim is one of the Hall of Fame favorites. <laughs> one of the favorites here in the Survivor Series ding, Hillbilly Jim. A co-captain of the team with a macho man, Randy Savage. The mighty Hercules on that team, along with the Birdman, Coco, Beware, and Hillbilly Jim. Also that same evening, a Survivor Series tag team elimination match. Ooh. The only difference in the rules is when a man is eliminated, his tag team partner. 
partner. Oh, good. Thank you. Area as well. I'm glad Mooney covered that for you. All right, here we go. <laughs> for the dim-witted in the audience, Sean Mooney is here to explain. All right, we got none of them. Oh, I guess the Brave Busters, because technically they're in with the Horsemen. But the Rujos aren't, which is a crime. The Conquistadors, nobody gives a shit. The Bolsheviks, nobody gives a shit. And Demolition, which is a fucking crime. Yeah, I mean, some people would be like, well, why, why don't you use your energy on Demolition? It's like, well, other people are using their energy, and it seems like it's been wasted. Conquistador, Conquistadors is such a long name, they just have to fucking put it over two lines. <laughs> they do. And they don't even get the. It's just yeah. Conquistadors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And who on this screen lasted the longest in that match? The yeah. Conquistadors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Oh, God. What, what, what were you saying about, or were you just commenting on how only one of these are in the Hall of Fame, and it's not even, it's within a larger group? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have to think Jacques Rougeau goes in at some point, right? Yeah, well, you and I have a discussion about him. He must have, like, an issue yeah, there's got to be something. Yeah. He, he maybe he was part of that dumbass lawsuit years ago because mm. being a part of that, I think, basically disqualifies you forever. It seems, especially yeah. now, especially now that Vince is back and. Oh God. Yeah. All right, we got. All right, so we got one, two, and that's it because the Rockers aren't in. Yeah, well, you think Michaels Marty, is in twice, but Rockers, the Rockers aren't in. Marty Jannetty is not getting a live microphone. No, at any public events. But the Bulldogs, any, the Bulldogs are, the Bulldogs are in, right? Are they? I think Davy Boy's in, but I don't think. Uh, Actually, Davy Boy's not in unless he's in unless he was in technically as part of the Har Foundation. Well, yeah, he he would have been part of that because it was the ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Barb, Barb and I were good captains. Okay, we led our team to victory. I mean, I'll be honest. Dave, I don't Dave, know. If... Davy Boy was inducted as a solo in 2020, which is why you forgot about it because they he, they announced that right before COVID, and then they just kind of did the induction the next year along with the other one. Oh, I don't, oh, see, I don't remember that. Yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not. Would, would, did, did they even yeah. have? Did they have his son come out? Who did the induction? It was it was Harry, if I remember correctly. Mm. You know the uh, the less annoying Harry from England that we have been introduced <laughs> to here in America. It's funny that it's funny that the Hart Foundation goes in as the '97 heel group, but not the proper Hart Foundation of Jim and of Jim and Brett. Yeah, but Jim's part of that. So. I know, but Jim and Brett are the fucking Hart Foundation, not that. Not that nonsense group that basically was just there to fucking back up Brett. Actually, is Brett in, is Brett in three times? Because he's uh, in as the Hart Foundation, he's in as Brett, and then he's in the Hart family. Didn't they do the Hart family? Uh, maybe they did that. I, I can't remember. Which but. is hilarious that Bruce is in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Bruce. Any well, I don't think they I don't think they include I think they specifically on the plaque at the non existent the non existent physical hall of fame. They listed all of them like when Mr. Burns wrote that letter to the no. Simpson family and didn't include Homer's name. No, you know who's in the Hart Foundation? You know who's in the Hart family plaque? It's Helen, Keith, and Brett. 
<laughs> they the, they the left rib, off stew as a rib. The ribbing and of Bruce stew. never getting Bruce wasn't even gonna sniff the hard the, the hall of fame. Yeah. yeah. See, none of those are like the driver's license photos, like posed photos. They're like action oh. photos yeah. for the most part. Oh god. When they did the, when they wished Stu like a happy seventy fifth birthday. When he was like sixty six, and, it, and wasn't it wasn't his birthday. Even his birthday. <laughs> it never ends. Of course, the great, the greatest rib was uh, Vince being like, "Hey, I'm gonna buy Stampede off you." Oh, I'm not gonna give you any money. <laughs> You're gonna sell it to me for one dollar, and I'm gonna keep the dollar. <laughs> I only want it for uh, your boy Brett and the Bulldogs. That's it. I don't. I don't need anybody else. Uh, I guess I'll take Owen. Uh, yeah, uh, about Ev- Bruce. Eventually. <laughs> How about Bruce? Uh, no. Don't I'm call good. us. We'll call you. <laughs> I'm good with Bruce. <laughs> Nobody wanted fucking Bruce Hart. <laughs> Not even Stu wanted Bruce. <laughs> mm. Well, you can save up to 58% on sofas and love. Oh, that's our 58% off sofa and love seat. Oh, that's funny. I have no interest in cheap. Like, I'm in the basement, and this basement furniture is probably 20 years old, but I find it insanely comfortable. I don't need I don't need new furniture. All right. Yeah. I need a new couch. Now, now we're just running back the commercials from earlier with Child's Play. Yeah, with the uh, great uh, Tina Madoff. Is that who that is? The one that was from uh, Empty Nest? No relation to Bernie. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> and then the woman who was in uh, Seventh Heaven and Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. <laughs> was it Seventh Heaven or uh, Torched by an Angel? I mean, Touched by an Angel. Seventh Heaven. Oh, okay. Oh. You know, where the father was the guy that molested... Uh, no, it was... Uh, I think trying to get like underage pictures of children, I think. Stephen Collins? Yeah. Yeah. He was also the guy in Brewster's Millions who was like the smarmy lawyer mm-hmm. who was like part wanted money for the committee to outlaw uh, contact sports. Yep. Oh, I fucking hated that guy at age six and I hate him today. He was and, also. And he's well, a true scumbag. Yeah. He was also one of the. He was the ex husband to. Um, uh, Diane Keaton in uh, First Wives Club. Oh, well, can't imagine why she left them. <laughs> Paid for. All right, uh, promotional consideration. Paid for by the following. <laughs> you know, I gotta say that that is one of the things that's better in '92 than in '88. Beta carotene. Yeah. Mm, definitely. <laughs> but let's see. New champion of Children's Shoebooks. Why do I forget that it's the Battleship one every week? Mm. Uh. From Milton Bradley. Iron Cologne for men. Rugged, sensitive, sexy. The clean, refreshing fragrance with a compelling... (laughs) Wait, can you pause for one second? Yes. Sex Panther Cologne for men. 60% of the time, it works Every time. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense, Lord Al. It's made from real pits of panther, so you know it's good. <laughs> Do you know what the C in vitamin C stands for? I don't know if you know this. Cuck. Cuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hall, 
100% of the recommended daily allowance of vitamin C. Vitamin C from Halls, a great tasting way to get vitamin C. Scruples presents the new second edition. While babysitting your friend's pet parakeet, it dies. Do you replace it and not tell your friend? New Scruples, the second edition. No, you take that dead parakeet and you stick it up your asshole, and it's called a Brazilian breakfast. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Jesus, so that, another fucking blubber love. Yeah, he's a weekly he's a weekly segment on the program. I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know if you've realized this. But he's having Jake on there and also in this fucking lineup. Duggan, Brainbusters. Oh, another Survivor Series report, hopefully with more promos. The, the Rock Oh, I didn't see the V verse. So I saw Rockers Rougeau and I was like, Rockers Rougeau? What what team is that? <laughs> That's that. That's a match. I mean, on Challenge that week, they had Brett versus Valentine, mm-hmm. which I covered on Greetings Valentine. Okay. Uh, one of the last episodes that I did, I think. But yeah, Rockers Rougeau's. That's a that's a good take. Yeah. yeah. Gotta try. Bro. Gotta try out the Rockers against a variety of opponents: Brainbusters, mm-hmm. Demolition, that mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chuck Raymond, next week we're going to meet those cute rock and rollers, the Rockers. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. <laughs> Rockers, next week you're going to become the next victims of the fabulous Rougeau Brothers. And you're going to be singing a new tune. Another, Another one bites the dust. dust. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Ooh. <laughs> they can do that now that JYD's gone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, Sean and Marty, who's going to talk more? Marty. Marty's the Marty's the voice box at this time. You know that's a that's a very valid point, and uh, I'm getting out my lap stopwatch here to um, <laughs> so that I can properly measure from the second we hear volume out of Marty Janetti's voice because I'm assuming he's going to talk first. But okay, we'll see. You know, the fabulous Rougeau brothers, they can't wrestle and they can't sing either. One thing they do real well is flat their yaps, though, huh? That's right. Right here next week, the Rockers are going to take the Rougeau brothers and make you boys dance to a different tune. Yeah. And so next week. You are you are correct. Mm-hmm. It was 6.93 seconds for Marty, 5.58 yeah. seconds for Sean. Boom. Put it on the board. I'm surprised the pill popper kid could put words together for that one. <laughs> Anyway, four dollars a pound. For the effect at the end, I wish I had the sound of Andre farting. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody has a good Andre uh, sound effect for, for farting, you know? you know, man, I would like to help you out. Yeah. Listen, that's <laughs> as good of a friggin' fart sound as you're going to get because it's the Vince Andre. <laughs> that's a good fart, Andre. Andre fart. Fondre. Fartre. Fartre. You're aware that Vince has already changed the uh, acknowledgement ceremony for Raw 30 t- uh, tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, that it's not happening. Well, did you see what I, I I sent out a message and I went, of course, Vince McMahon's going to destroy the only friggin the only storyline that's been from the 
non-Vince era that, you know, oh, this guy got over without it, without me being here. Can't have that, pal. So, well, the Sami Zayn part of it, yeah. Although it had started prior to, I mean, at SummerSlam, I think that he was he was part of that group before <sighs> SummerSlam, right? It doesn't, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. The point being is that, God forbid, we continue with the best storyline that the friggin' WWE has going on. Oh, no, we got to add more bullshit with the friggin' firefly fuckhouse and the pitch black match i you know what i really hope happens at the rumble is i hope that during the pitch black match that it's actually pitch black and we don't see anything and then somebody <laughs> comes out and just fucking takes out bray wyatt once and for all and fucking it is. uncle howdy duty and all that like that's the th- that's the payoff for the uncle howdy is gonna be so blech. it's just gonna be blech. it it's a, quite a tr- stirring tribute to In Your House, Beware of Dog, that they're going to have matches with no lights. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't think that they wanted to acknowledge that. Oh, it's just, it's, oh God, it's going to be the dumbest thing ever. Oh, I got an idea. Well, how about instead of we make it pitch black and we don't do the red light, I, why don't we just do blinding white lights the entire match? <laughs> Well, did they already do that with that ridiculous red light match? With, yeah, no, uh, no. This time, instead of red light, let's just make it spotlights. Just <laughs> have the spotlights beaming into the crowd. <laughs> Actually, uh, speaking of matches that were, were hard to <laughs> literally watch in terms of your eyes, uh, that Punjabi prison match. With yeah. The, uh, but not the Great Kali one. It was the gender one. Yeah. Where didn't they use like a red or something? Yeah. Or am, what I, I'd or like am to, I mistaking it? I don't no, know. no. What I'd like to do is I want them to do the red bars, the red cage. Yeah. <laughs> excuse me. The red cage. Then the Punjabi prison bamboo sticks. Then the hell in the cell. Then the kennel from hell. And then while they're at it, they should put that that pink ooze shit that was all over the museum in Ghostbusters 2. And put that around the match and then have the match go on. <laughs> Here, let me write a scenario where L.A. Knight's career ends. Uh, put him in a match against Bray Wyatt. Come oh, on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously? I, ugh. Well, yeah, uh, the future does not look bright for La Knight, but he is in his late 30s at this point. So, yeah. He's just uh, looking for the, he's looking for the payday. He goes, you know what? I'll just to, actually I heard that after this, when they go back to Saudi Arabia, he's going to wrestle Goldberg, and then that's going to really end his career. <laughs> Saudi Arabia, they love their Goldberg. <laughs> Most unexpected development that there is. The one Jewish person that the Saudis can tolerate is Bill Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, they don't want Sami Zayn in the country, but they'll take Bill Goldberg. <laughs> They asked for Yokozuna at the Greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I don't, I don't know if we can make that happen. Call that Rikishi fellow. See if he could just wear the uh, the tunic there. Well, they used a fake Yokozuna, as I as I recall, didn't they? Because they needed like fifty or sixty guys. <laughs> Why didn't they just call Mark Starr? That's what WCW did for World War Three when they needed to fill out sixty guys. Oh God. Where's Sergeant Craig Pittman when you need him? <laughs> The greatest yeah. Royal Rumble. They should do another one. We got one down, those. we got up, we got funky, and we got bad. Yeah. They so. should do another one of those and let Braun Strowman win it again. But only and then repeat that repeat that entrance that uh what's his name did when he 
when he Titus O'Neil when he fell onto the ring. Mm. <laughs> you know, if they were gonna have Braun feud with uh, this Gunther fellow, <laughs> this Gunther fellow, this Gunther, yeah. You know, I, I could get behind a few Haas matches every now and then. Sure. I mean, you know, I, I, I generally like Sheamus, although. Frankly, I think Ridge Holland should have been fucking brutally killed for what he did to Big E. And I mean that, like, literally. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Well, I think he uh, he was forgiven. Yeah. But, Pete, you didn't say the same thing about Owen Hart with Steve Austin. It's like, yeah, but that's because Owen's likable. <laughs> Not according to Steve Austin. <laughs> Steve don't like him none. <laughs> Damn it, dump me on my stack of dimes. Done. I'll tell you. Stack of time. No, now you're getting you're getting Jarrett confused. <laughs> Never oh, draw a dime. Don't bring up that fucking name. I don't. I don't, don't bring up that fucking name. I don't want to talk about Jarrett. How Why dare you, you in my own house? I haven't covered a single wrestling show that has involved Jeff Jarrett in like the longest time. Like, How dare you on my own podcast? <laughs> well, thank thank you for thank you for joining me for the. <laughs> You've said it all, <laughs> Robin. You've Robin, said... you've said it all. Mm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What What else can I really say other than a five star review is appreciated for Greg's Valentine GFA Live on Apple Podcasts or wherever because it provides what's known as social proof that you're listening to and enjoying this program. And of course, we all know what my motto is: mm. You don't ever admit the existence of this thing. Yeah. No. Although I did have more tweets this week. Where mm. I I like when I tweet out stupid shit like the here's that Bill and Bob's drive through that I was complaining about that's shaped like an S with a stop sign in the middle mm. of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm on Twitter at GFL Pod and keep these on Twitter at Flounder824. Now, yes. now what, what podcast have you been recording this week? Um, Jesus, how depressed are you? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think that, well, I do want to say one thing. Um, so on the North-South Connection, on the Multiverse of Fabulousness, uh, we did a, you know, we booked our own Royal Rumbles, and in the Roy- Johnny C and I booked our own Royal Rumbles, and we had we had like a couple of matches. Now the gimmick of this was that um, <clears throat> we were taking people who were, we had wrestlers, we had actual athletes alive today, we had uh, celebrities, and we also had fictional characters, and in my World Title match, I did a Fatal Four Way where. I will just tell you, I had Roman Reigns defending the undisputed Universal Super Heavyweight G-Class World Championship. Um, He defended it against fictional character John Wick. Um, Who's the... uh, Oh, I had uh, a real-life celebrity Jason Momoa. And for the athlete, I picked Brad Marchand. (laughs) Oh, okay. And and actually, it ended up being a fight between Brad Marchand and John Wick. (laughs) Because I was like, who is the toughest friggin' Bruin out there? And I went, Brad Marchand. I don't, I don't know about that. Why? You don't think he's like the toughest, like no, out the, of no the the well the the overall general human toughness would be Patrice Bergeron. But if you're talking about a fighter, yeah, I a scrapper would, fighter. I figured it was Matt Marchand. I would probably have to go with uh, Nick Foligno. Oh, okay. that. Oh, well, I don't know Nick Foligno as well as I know like Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy and you know Pasternak and stuff like that. So I went with they don't, 
I went with Brad Marchand. Like they used, they don't employ fighters like they used to. Right, but he's the pest. And then what's his other nickname? The rat. Uh, little ball of hate, rat. A lot of fun things. Although I don't want. I don't like the rat thing or the little ball of hate because those are nicknames taken from previous generate. Like like when they used to oh. call Ladanian Tomlinson LT. It's like yeah. no, sorry, I was around for Lawrence sorry. And, There's so only one LT. Ken Linsman was the rat, and the little ball of hate was uh, current terrible Anaheim Ducks general manager Pat Verbeek. So oh, okay, yeah. Oh. Well, I thought you would appreciate that I gave Brad Marsh and I, I booked him very heavy. You know. You, well, you come heavier, you don't come at all. But <laughs> yeah, well, you know, now that I've, now that I've said that, I'm looking forward to Marshand having a uh, gloves off fight tonight against the yeah. San Jose Sharks. Yeah, yeah. And as I told you, my brother will be at that game tonight. He he's going to be enjoying the uh, the boardroom and then some seats in uh, I don't know, nice fancy seats or something. So in the uh, pavilion, maybe. Is that a thing? No. Uh, the the boardroom, club seats. Yeah. 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 He's gonna have club seats, and so um, I have to drive him in in a, probably a little while. Well, it, it is it is nice when people get to go to hockey games like I do. When yeah. they go. Yeah. <laughs> when they go to the games. Yeah. He's a, this, he, this this is a classic game for somebody like me to skip because it's gonna snow and rain and it's an opponent that. It's not very good. Well, and then there is two football, two ser- significant football games on. So, well, they'll be over by the time uh, the, that, the that occurs. Puck drops. Yeah, I guess Dallas and Sarah, my my bets for today are the two underdogs, and I'll just hope that one of them wins. Are you excited to watch the AFC Championship game taking place in Atlanta next week? That's only if Buffalo wins. <laughs> Because remember, if, uh, if if a player collapses on on your team, you should be entitled to certain advantages that the other team. Oh uh, right, take it easy. What, what, are you what are you up in arms that they never replayed that game? No, I'm up in arms of the fact that, in all likelihood, Cincinnati was going to win that game. You don't if, know that. If, we don't know that, but they were fucking moving the ball every time they had it in that in that first quarter, and if Cincinnati wins that game. There, the game against Buffalo today would have been in Cincinnati, but instead they just are like, well, it, well, they played the same number of games, so it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, and they had a fucking schedule where they were going to play each other, and then and then the game wasn't even played, and you made these fucking accommodations as if Buffalo was going to win that game to have a neutral site AFC championship. When if Cincinnati had won that game, which was the much more likely scenario, you would have had you, you should have a neutral site game with Cincinnati and Buffalo. So I don't know. I, I, I'm just I'm just spitting facts here. Well, no, it wouldn't and have been also, a neutral. It wouldn't have been a neutral site game if if they played that game and Cincinnati had won. If they had played that game and Cincinnati had won, Cincinnati would be the two seed and Buffalo would have to go play in Cincinnati. But instead, they're just like, well, they play the same number of games, so. Uh, all right, well, all right, well, look, you're upset. I didn't mean to upset you. And, um, and no, no, the, the thing that upsets me is this fucking narrative that's like, we all have to cheer for the Buffalo Bills now. Like, no, I don't. No, I don't. After those animals were fucking yelling slurs at me going into the building, I haven't fucking forgotten. You, you fucking nuke Western New York for all I fucking care. All right. Buffalo, you can cheer the team and not the fans. Oh, I can't cheer the team. Fuck them. 
All right. Well, hey, look, you're going to you, then you could cheer for the team that made it to the Super Bowl last year. I mean, right now, the way I look at it, two of the three teams that are left in the AFC, I would be OK with two of those three teams winning the Super Bowl. The third one being I don't want the Chiefs winning it. I was a big fan of the of the Bengals. Wanting to, I wanted the Bengals to win the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, that would that would have been nice. Uh, that that said, like, you want me to cheer for a team that's coached by that guy, McDermott, who looks like one of the all time like twerps. You don't it, have it, to. Well, well, all right. Who are no, you cheering for? Can you let me Dallas? get out my let me get out my fucking bit here. That okay. he, he looks like right. some fucking Irish asshole hanging outside the liquor store in South Boston or Dorchester <laughs> who, you know, anytime a person, uh, you know, darker than than me walks by he, he's going to use an ethnic slur towards him that begins the letter n I, I just like that you go can i just get my fucking bit out like i'm yelling at you like you and i are having a conversation off air <laughs> i'm a little angry all right are you apparently jesus christ all right well uh because i got an empty fucking stomach have a have a breadstick then so have a breadstick yeah, right. have a breadstick i gotta go eat something all right, well, um, I love you, and um, <laughs> thank you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I don't, and I don't, and I don't actually want Western New York to get nuked. Uh, I, Steve Bennett, I'd like you to get. I'd like Steve Bennett evacuated first, and, well. and his family, and then, and then, and then do away with the rest of it. Yeah. Considering right now we're living in a state where there's been some wacky Google searches made by a person recently, you better. You better curb well, what you're saying. Well, let's let's not get into that. But yeah, okay. Uh, all right, and tune in next time, which may be boxing. Tune in next time to another exciting adventure of Lalonde versus Leonard. 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 And Leonard. 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 Fight, Leonard. Fight. Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. All right. Tune in next time for another exciting edition of GFA Live. Turn that off.